Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Good Cop, Bad Cop, episode 251. Um, I'm doing an intro this week because someone has... Put, has decided to play their sick day card. Uh, get well soon, Graham. Um, so yeah, I've just got one co-host with me this week. Uh, Ryan, I've been told to not ask you how you are uh, because that's what is in your contract. Um, so what have you been watching from 19th WWE this week? <laughs> I've watched absolutely nothing. I've been watching a lot of professional wrestling, but I have watched nothing from the archives. Um, I'm might watch uh, they just put the first uh, TNA pay-per-view on YouTube I might watch that um just because um but uh it's uh I do want to take a minute uh Matt uh, the the powers that be have approved my moment um and I yeah. do want to take a very uh, brief moment to send a lot of love to my friends up at Limitless Wrestling out of Westbrook Maine uh, just south of the tragic shootings that happened last night, um, you know, I got a lot of friends in Maine, and I got a lot of uh, a lot of friends in the wrestling community up there, and I know they're all reeling. Uh, and I just have a message to everyone: like, let's stop being complete utter pieces of shit, and just fix the problem. Not 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 the symptoms. Fix the problem. Um, cause I want to be able to go to wrestling shows and not be scared. I want to be able to go bowling and not be scared. This is bullshit. Uh, it's been a rough morning for me and I'm so happy to be here with you and with redacted. Um, just so some sort of joy today. I've been glued to the news all day and I'm just over it. I mean, I'm not over it. It's a problem, but I'm emotionally drained. So I'm so happy to be talking about some wrestling. And again, all of my love and my support to all my friends up in Maine. Uh, it's a tragedy. It is. But sorry to bring the room down. I know that's what I do. Uh, but, you know. Well, I'm actually brought it down. We're going to try and bring it back up again. Um, because I was told to get a guest for Halloween week. Well, I sort of have. Because Halloween is two days from now as it goes out. Um, may I welcome to the show? Something, something wicked this way comes. I got it right this time. Got it wrong on commentary a few times. In fact, got once wrong in the chat of his live stream. Um, welcome he who shall be named thus forth as the virus, Kane Michael. How you doing? You all right? I'm good. I'm good. That would rather convoluted for an intro. This is why I don't do ring announcing. <laughs> that was a good. That was a bit of a, a little bit of a good introduction. Yeah. Uh, just on a side note, uh, for the guy who's playing his sick card today, you're fucking sacked. <laughs> Finally. I don't approve of goddamn sick notes. Screw that shit. Like I've done a wrestling match whilst having the fucking flu. Like, you can, you can, you can do a podcast perfectly fine when you're under the weather. Let me tell you. And, <laughs> and like. By all, by all uh, accounts, I will say apparently he was so sick he can't even get out of bed. He, he uh, like... bullshit, bullshit. You can still record a podcast from bed. We ain't got to look at you. We just got to hear you. And I'm just gonna throw it out there that Kurt Angle won an Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck. Did he can do that? I know. I don't know if you've heard this. It's a really rare story he tells, but yeah. he did that. And Graham can get out of bed to show up and record a shitty podcast. I mean, a great podcast. <laughs> 
Yeah, sit on our own product. That's what you do. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, welcome, welcome. Um, it's, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, we obviously have, have spoken many, many times. Um, we have, yeah. But not just at um, indie shows, but we've also, I also class you as in my inner circle of friends because I actually got a message from you at the start of September. Are you free for a call? You just, you just needed to talk to someone from, that wasn't on the island. And I was like, I'm here, bud. I'm here. Yeah. 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 I get these um odd spells sometimes of like, I've got a lot of shit on my chest and a lot of bullshit in my mind. I need to get out and off. I need to unload on someone, you, you know, not like a problem shared is a problem halved and all that other shit. You know, uh, it's more like I need to talk to someone. I'm not in any sort of danger. I just need to, to vent to someone who is nowhere near me on the side. So no one's going to knock on my door tomorrow morning. No one's going to bother me. It's more like I just need to talk to someone and you were there. So well done to you. You're good. Oh, always here to listen. And and same for everybody out there in Radio Land, as it were. Um, my DMs are always open if someone needs to vent. I'm here. You're going for a fucking divorce or something? What the hell's that about? <laughs> <laughs> Me, I will never be. I've no plan of going through divorce at any point. Anyway, that's a good thing, I guess. I've, I've only been married thing. six months, but he hasn't killed me yet. It's all good. Congratulations yet. to you guys. Six months, well done. Yeah, yeah. The key word there was yeah. Yeah, I was going to pick up on that one next. <laughs> I've seen the look on Chris's face. I've seen the way sometimes he goes, "Oh Jesus Christ, what is wrong with this person?" Yeah, yeah. What the hell kind of family did I marry into? What is this? To be fair, one could argue the same about his family as well, to be fair. They're both as mad as each other, and that's why we get on so well. <laughs> oh, we've got a few going on. No, not a feud. Not a feud. Yeah. Not a feud. Yeah, okay. Friendly, yeah, comp- to- friendly competition. Yeah, sure. Friendly <laughs> competition. <laughs> oh, the friend is the competition. Carry on, as you were. <laughs> as you were. Indeed. So, for people out there who, who may not know um, who... The virus K Michael is. Do you want to tell a bit about um, about where you, what companies you work for, etc.? Yeah, sure. I'll do that. I'll do that for you right now. So uh, I am primarily based on uh, the Isle of Wight in the south of, U- of the UK. I absolutely love it here. It's home. I was born here, raised here. It's an amazing place. Uh, I started working for Outcast Pro Wrestling when it first started in 2019. I've been uh, the owners, Matt Jackson's kind of undisclosed right-hand man for a long, long time. It, it's not like a problem-solver thing, nothing bullshit like that. It's like, basically, um, I'm considerably older, and I know my way around the whole promoting scene. Uh, before professional wrestling, I was a live music... Um, fucking Jesus Christ, why all these ways escape me? I was a live music promoter. So I know what I'm doing in terms of promoting. I know how to raise awareness for certain subjects. And we're all good with that. So I use my strengths in our key environment that is professional wrestling. So I've helped Matt out since day zero. Not even day one, day zero. I was there when the ring turned up. And here we are. We're still here now. And we are approaching our seventh year of being open, which is absolutely incredible. And I genuinely love it. That's basically here on the Isle of Wight in the south of the UK. Just a little bit. Stuff from Portsmouth. Apart from that, I've done shows across the UK, Essex base, Portsmouth base, Southampton base, and everywhere in between. And I'm always fucking knackered. It's great, absolutely love it. But um, the core, the core part to my role is I am quite, quite the um participant for backstage stuff. So, minor production wise, 
social media wise, it's it's a lot of fun. I love it. It's great. I I and also you're very hands on in terms of helping. I I we had we were talking while you were breaking the ring down. Um, yes. At um at CXW back in the summer, um, <laughs> which is go to show and because there are some people at some indie shows, um, none that I've been to who feel that breaking rings down, putting rings up is beneath them because they've worked for bigger companies. Yeah, I've come across some of these people before and you know what? I don't hold it against them. I, I've heard every quote-unquote excuse and I just go, okay, yeah, there's, 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 they're not wrapped to a ball and chain. I was going to use the expression, a different expression that would have been a bit um, naughty to use, but I'm not going to use that right now. But yeah, I've come up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've come across some of these people. There's nothing basic. There's nothing forcing you to stay here and do it. Okay, it's a little bit frowned upon, a little bit naughty of you to do a runner for whatever reason. I mean, you've been booked. Hey, just do it. If there's like a good twenty of us, just we we'll get it done like in ten minutes. Get on faster. Let's go. You're Let's all get go. Out there, can't you? Get, get, the, yeah. get, get to get to the, get to the pub or or where? Or I want to go home. Yeah. I'm gonna go home. I've got yeah, an island to get back to. Yeah, because normally you you go straight from venue straight back to the Isle of Wight. I, I know, I know your round trip for you guys is ridiculous sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Nine times out of ten, we are on we are on the three a.m. boat back down to the island, and that's an hour boat ride. Uh, so we don't get um shoreside until four a.m. And of course, we have to drive from the boat to our respective towns. We don't all live in the same town. We don't all live in the same house. We actually live quite a distance away from each other. Mm. The yep. ironic, the ironic thing here as well, of course, is that co-host who is dying in bed right now, co-host um, who's who. Neil, Neil and Void. Yeah, he actually is from the Isle of Wight. Motherfucker! <laughs> no, he's a no. He's from the he, island. Yeah. No, was, I don't he, believe it. He was born there. His son was born there. Yep. That's where oh. Mason. With American accent. He was born on the island, yeah. Bullshit. God damn it. <laughs> we won't hold no. that against you, just because he's from there. No, we won't very much. no, 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 no. We won't hold that against you at all. Um, we also want to give you the chance as well to promote um, the events that you are going to be at in the coming weeks, if you wish to. Absolutely, um, yeah. But before we come to that, Ryan, any questions for our guest before, before he does so? I mean, he is ripping on Graham, so I consider him a close and personal friend, uh, uh, and I will do anything for him. I will die for him. <laughs> Thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, I'm loving this. Yeah, it's like you've been you've been on the show ten minutes, and you have and, and you've already got your welcome back anytime you want. <laughs> Graham's gonna That's listen right. to this, and he's gonna be like, "What the fuck, guys?" <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he genuinely is. He really, really is, and I sort of love it. <laughs> well, we can always replace him with Dan Griffin if we have to. <laughs> Dan Griffin is due a return at some point, for sure. Um, shout out to Dan. Um, so, yeah, sorry, I was, I was, so, would you, do you do your promotion work, sir? You're talking to me? Yes, I'm talking to you, Kane, yes. I can I promote. Uh, so next week, we're going to do another one of this, and that's all <laughs> I got. I thought I was going to be asked questions. Oh, oh, oh! I asked Ryan if he had any question to ask you uh, before we died. Because I dare, I dare say we're going to go. We, no, we we, we go way back. It's fine. We know <laughs> each other in and out. We rarely stick to subjects. To be fair, 
<laughs> so that makes all the sense of the world. We go off on tangents on a regular basis, to be fair. So um, do you want to, would like to promote your events that are coming up? And then we can absolutely good cop moments. Absolutely. So we've got a lot of events coming up. Uh, first and foremost, um, this is going up before Halloween, so this show would have already happened. But this Saturday, we've got Nightmare on York Avenue. So annual Halloween event. It's going to be held in East Cows here on the Isle of Wight. It's going to be an amazing show. I'm going to be defending the Tag Team Championships with my partner, Scrappy Jack, against this upstar team of Hazard Williams and Corey. Corey is only 15 years old, by the way, and he is phenomenal. Phenomenal. All credit to Jackson Arrow, Matt Jackson, who trained Corey from scratch. Yeah, actually, phenomenal. To call him a kid, I would find it insulting. It's just his age that makes him a child. But he is so outrageously brilliant. Just brilliant. I can't wait to meet him again in the ring. Of course, I've met him before. We had a great match. Absolutely loved the guy. Good, good guy. Um, after that, we've got an 18-plus show on November 18th in Rise. It's Ride Takeover 5. Yeah. Every time we do an 18-plus show in Ride, it's going to be a takeover because we do. We take over the entire town. We really do. We take it over. We march in the streets. We wave our flags. We have our banners. It's like Pride all over again, motherfucker. That's how we do it. And we love it at Pride. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. You and me both, brother. You and me both. Yeah. And um, But before that, on November 11th, I have CXW. I'm going to be taking on the King of Hell, Damien. I can't actually wait. I cannot wait in a casket match. Yeah, that's also a family-friendly show, so kids are welcome. Adults are welcome. There's going to be beers, bitches, and hot dogs, no less. Beer, be sausage, as they call it. Yeah, yeah. but I do want to promote this this one, though. I, do, yeah. I really, really want to promote this one. Go ahead. Date to be confirmed, but it is going to happen. It is going to happen. Outcast Pro Wrestling's biggest event of the year takes place in February of 2024. Our biggest event of the year is called Island Warfare. And we absolutely love Island Warfare. This will be our sixth annual Island Warfare event. I cannot wait for it. It's always headlined by the Island Warfare match. What's the Island Warfare match I hear you say? It's exactly like a Royal Rumble. But there's no eliminations over the top rope and both feet hit the floor. You get eliminated by pinfall submission only. Mm. Last year, well, early this year, I should say, in February, there was 30 of us. 30 of mm. us. Mainly, mainly, um, mostly down to the Outcast Pro Wrestling roster, homegrown professional wrestling talent, trained up by Matt Jackson here on the Isle of Wight, Outcast Pro Wrestling. But 12 people came from across the UK. That was actually the same show that uh, Jackson Arrow took on Warhorse, who has been featured on AEW, as well as several other promotions across the world. Hmm. Uh, Ryan's, quite, Ryan's quite familiar with Warhorse, I believe. I I still remember when he was in. Oh God, what was the team called? They were the Vikings. Hmm. Uh, back when he when he got his face ripped open by the uh, the turnbuckle, that was uh, brutal. Um, but actually, I'm glad you mentioned that the Island the Island Warfare match. I love that concept. I was just talking about this the past weekend with the call your shot gauntlet at impact wrestling at, at bound for glory. Hmm. You know, I think that every single battle Royal should end in a one-on-one -on -one contest, a pinfall for your, your final two or whatever it is to have that for 30 people. That sounds insane. Like I absolutely want to see that because the chaos that will ensue, it just makes me giddy inside. The best part about that though, Ryan is our, our annual event, Island warfare it's on our YouTube channel. Just simply search up Outcast Pro Wrestling. You find our YouTube channel. You will find several Island Warfare matches there. 
I'm already on it. <laughs> if yeah, I bet you are. Googling and subscribing as we speak. <laughs> I bet you are. Do you know what? I might make a trip down there. Chris, we're going to the island in February. There you go. Yeah, he said okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm saying okay for him too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll do Google Backup live from the front row. It's fine. Do it. It'll be fine. Do it. It'll be fine. Why, why the hell not? At this rate, why not? Let's just do it. Let's go all out. It's island warfare. Absolutely. I, Absolutely. I, I, cannot stress, I cannot stress it enough, right? We genuinely treat island warfare like it is the end or be end all of our lives. It is. It's it's just a huge, huge event. And every year, it just keeps getting more and more and more in every time. In every dynamic, sorry, I swept my tea then. In every dynamic, audience wise, participants wise, production wise, everything just keeps climbing up. It just keeps on going. And it's just a phenomenal. The feel when you walk into that, when you walk into that big, big, big room when it's Island Warfare, there's nothing like it. It's like, oh my God, we go all out for Island Warfare. No, hold February, February 2024. Can't wait. No holds barred, or is there some rules involved? There's no, there's no rules. No, Who there's needs no rules? rules at all. Who needs rules? Only no. way to be eliminated is pinfall submission. And most importantly, every year, the Island Warfare match is for the Isle of Wight Championship. Who holds the Isle of Wight Championship right now? Uh... Currently, it's me. <laughs> interesting. So, yeah. So does, does that give the champion an advantage to enter last? Or? No, the, no. There's no, there's actually a, a real disadvantage for the champion. They have to enter first. Wow. Yeah, have to enter first. Wow. So it's, you can't win it at that rate, but you have to survive it. Mm. So, so the other question there. I have is um, about that match because this match is, is a brilliant. Go for it. It's a brilliant concept in general. Has the champion ever successfully defended? the title in that match yes so it's possible it's possible to keep me retained then okay, you go. uh yeah it's only possible if your name is the virus k michael there you go <laughs> so i think we got an early front runner <laughs> there, yeah uh, yeah the odds on favorite would be me uh yeah uh, i'm not going to give it away for anyone who wants to watch the island warfare matches on youtube but yes I have successfully defended the Isle of Wight Championship in an Island Warfare match. Well, that, that's, if that's not a good comment, I don't know what it is. So let's do some more then, shall we? Go for it. Go for it. Good! Bad! Now, guests always get to go first. So, the virus? The virus or do you want Kane, Michael? How would you would like to be addressed? You can call me whatever you want. Just don't call me by your husband's name. I'm fine. I've always gone by, call me what you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. Um, <laughs> personally. Um, <laughs> and yeah, okay, then, um, Kane, why don't you kick off with your main good cop moment of the week, month, year, whatever you wish. Main good cop moment? Oh, my Lord. There's so many different options to choose from. Uh, but uh, I want you to go first. I want to see what you got first, and I'm going to combat it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You want me to go first? Okay. I'm handing you back the ball. Wow. Okay. I'm not used. Matt to never goes first. I'm Matt. No. I. Graham never lets me go first ever. Uh, right. Okay. Well. Well. I always come last. So here we go. Oh. Oh. You'll fit in lovely. You will. Um. Okay. Well. My main good cop moment of the week. 
uh, has to be WWE announcing more premium live events. I hate that name, but more pay per views uh, in other countries. Um, Bash in Berlin has been confirmed for end of August, uh, which, given by how the foreign fans compared to America are going mad for wrestling at the moment, that can only be a good thing. Um, Germany in particular seems to be a bit of a powerhouse in Europe for wrestling. Um, I've another chance to get out there for it personally, but apparently, and I'm not sure how true this is, but apparently there is some heavy um, rumouring on the uh, rumour mills that um, they're trying to take Backlash to Paris in 2024. Yeah, I've had that rumour. Yeah, I've had that rumour. No, I would... I would not be against it. You know, yeah, there's plenty of events you can spread around, sort of thing. And there's plenty of chance to bring in different cultures and sort of thing. Why not, is what I say. Um, It's definitely been, like, uh, much more of a groundbreaking uh, uh, groundbreaking month in terms of announcements from the WWE. No doubt about it. With the first announcement being that the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, I'm going to call it pay-per-view as well, why not? It's going to be held in Perth in a stadium. I mean, it's the build-up to WrestleMania. And the event we're getting before that is going to be in in Perth, Australia, at a huge stadium. It's going to be insane. Yeah, it will sell out as well. It's going to sell out. It's going to sell out. Uh, it absolutely will sell out. Um, also, I read today that um, Tampa, Florida has paid half a million dollars uh, um, to uh, from their tourism budget to for them to host the Royal Rumble. And hence why it's there. And there you go. They're prepared to pay the money for it. I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess Nick Khan's not stupid enough to say, no, I mean right. that's the money. You don't say no, do you? You just use what? a fucking, you just use a calm name. Oh my god! Don't give. I, I, and I, I think that yes. the brilliance of what WWE has been doing, both internationally and off the continental US with Puerto Rico, and obviously the uh, elimination chamber, not elimination chamber. Yeah, elimination. Whichever one was in Montreal, is that elimination chamber? Sure. Yeah. We're gonna say it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. yeah. Now, like Germany is awesome. I personally don't agree with the existence of the french but you know <laughs> paris is a fantastic place to hold a wrestling event like that you was giving me a two for the for the christmas crack at this point right aren't you yeah i, I mean this is how i feel okay okay there's my title. unfiltered there's my there's my title for the episode by the way ryan does not approve of the existence of the french Nothing like but, a mild case of xenophobia right there. Okay. Right, yeah. You know. Well, well, hold on, hold on. I do have some French Canadian blood, so I think I'm allowed to do that. I don't know. I'm not sure how it works. Well, yeah. Yes. So, but everything that <laughs> WWE has that's like done. Saying, that's like saying I'm allowed to be homophobic because I'm gay. <sighs> well, to be fair, my stepfather is um, Polish, and he said that I'm an honorary uh, Polish person, so I can make Polish jokes now, and I just <laughs> ran with it, so it's fine. But what WWE has been doing with these shows have been phenomenal. Money in yeah. the Bank at the O2 Arena, phenomenal. Elimination Chamber in Montreal, phenomenal. Backlash in Puerto Rico, phenomenal. All of these shows have been the top wrestling shows for me personally in their respective months. And uh, and great. Much, much as we don't particularly like where it where it's gone for the reason it's gone, but even the last Saudi show was a good show. 
the Saudi shows are a lot more than cash grabs now. I feel like they're, for lack of a better term, they're canon. They make sense within the storylines running in WWE. Yeah. Um, and I will always give credit where credit is due. What the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia is doing to make their country better, especially by including foreign companies coming in for entertainment value, their um, reversal on a lot of rules that marginalize women and other marginalized groups, removing those you know restrictions that they put in place. They are making strides to be a better country. And I can't say i can't say no to that if you're trying to be better at least I, we have to give you the chance to be better yeah and it all you know it, part of it started with wwe that was one of the big first things that he did was like let's bring this american company in we all love wrestling now there were stories that went around that the king is a little nuts and wanted like andre the giant and stuff there because <laughs> you know why not yeah. and yokozuna yeah, we're getting good shows. Like the last one they did earlier this year, or late last year, whenever it was, I really yeah. enjoyed. I really enjoyed. And not to mention, and and I'm sorry, my British friends, I apologize because I know this is a sore subject, but getting to watch a pay-per-view at 1 p.m. and be done by like 5 p.m. and go about my day, <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Yeah, um, it's a bit odd for that. Um when the um when the time zone differences come into this play, because we are just not used to that. Uh, I remember so vividly growing up being a huge wrestling fan. From you know, my my parents ran pubs for a living, pubs and venues here in Ride on the Island, and my dad got so excited that like, yep, today's the day, mucker, we're gonna get Sky Sports. Right? Okay, all right, what for? He said we're gonna go straight football. All right, lovely. I don't like football. Well, I don't give a fuck. No worries. And Sky bloke comes around and installs it turns on the TV and it's WrestleMania 8. From that point on, I'm glued. And that's when I became a wrestling fan. That, that is when I that wasn't a great mania in the ground. No, it wasn't. No, not but at it, all. No. But it was Genesis for you. Yeah, WrestleMania 8 in nineteen ninety two. And that's when I became a fan. And so like since then it's I don't even remember my fucking point. I was going somewhere with this. I mean, I think that's a great point, too, because I yeah. think we all have that memory. I remember wandering into my dad's bedroom hey. and just being like, I'm a kid, do do, I'm dumb. And then I looked at the TV and he was watching either, you know, WCW, you know, Saturday night or Monday Night Raw or something in the early 90s. And that I was just my point. stopped. Yeah, that was and my I was point. like, holy <laughs> shit, what is this? Yeah, right. I remember my point now. Yeah, this is great. Like, we didn't get like live pay-per-views here in the UK until January of 1995. That's when we first started getting it. I remember like staying up really, really late. My parents didn't know about it in January 95. Pressed the record on the VCR, went to bed, and then school. That was a 95 rumble. There you go. Yeah. We... Uh, we <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was yeah. Me. it was terrible. Um, I mean, I didn't become a wrestling fan properly until 2000, officially. Oh my god! I, my, well, because I, we didn't get Sky until two thousand for one thing. Um, um, cheers, buddy. Um, but my um, my friends had a couple of VHSs of King of the Ring ninety nine and Unforgiven ninety nine. Um, oh god! Now they're not brilliant events. <laughs> they're not brilliant events. The only good thing to come out of Unforgiven 99 was the concept. The concept of the six-pack challenge. That's it. Yeah, yeah. 
I did, however, I you know, I watched it and something must have stuck with me because after that I was like, um, I, I need to see if I can watch this without my mates encouraging me to watch this. Like, this is, no, this is silly, this is good sort of thing. So I'm like, so I sat down and the first event I watched, because it was on Channel 4, because it was four we, got, we, didn't get, we didn't get Sky until... Um, yeah, we, we had Sky, but we didn't. We weren't paid for pay-per-views, so it was watching on Channel 4. Yeah, the first pay-per-view on Channel 4 here in the UK was um, the Royal Rumble 2001. Uh, no, it was Armageddon 2000. No fucking way. Yeah. No. Yes, fucking way, apparently. It is way. I don't know if I believe that or not. Well, it is, mate, because that's how... All oh, right, you're telling me. All right, all no, right. <laughs> it is, it is. Um, because I've, I've gone back and checked your facts when I wrote an article about it. Um, um, <laughs> but I would, but that event, I was glued. I was yeah. glued to the screen because I knew about Rikishi because he was too cool, as far as I knew at the point, because of the mm. video games and everything. And then... I heard about the bad man, and then I saw him take the trip off the top of the cell into the back of yeah. the truck. At that point, I was hooked on wrestling. I, I've oh. not missed a pay-per-view event since then. So, fun story. I, I mentioned this last week. I've mentioned him quite a few times, but my uh, my good friend Cactus Dan, um, yeah. he, he kind of listened to us like talk about wrestling for years, and he wasn't really into it. And then he's kind of started watching Nitro and kind of started watching Raw. His first ever pay-per-view was the Royal Rumble 2000 for WWF. And I'm like, that of course, of course you're fucking hooked because I stand by Royal Rumble 2000 is one of the greatest shows that company ever put on hands down. And this is the kind of guy at this point, he watches raw. He watches NXT. He watches AEW. He watches impact. He watches ring of honor. He watches new Japan like this. I don't understand. He's raising two kids and I don't know how he does it because he watches wrestling 24 hours a day. That's a good guy right there. I mean, he's a good guy. I mean, we watch. I mean, to be fair, there's so much to get there to watch, which is a great thing. Obviously, there's lots of there's lots of choice, which is a good thing. There's a lot of choice, but some of these choices I don't even consider to be wrestling. Elaborate, sir. I don't like AEW. We'll come to that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm glad you will. Yeah, we'll, good. We'll, we'll come to a bad cop. I dare say. Uh, yeah, it's a bad say, cop. Uh, we go, we got, we've got to finish the good cop stuff first. So, All do right. you want do you want to go next, Kane, or do you want Ryan to go next? Ryan can go next. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, my good cop moment, and I think uh, Mr. Michael is going to enjoy my reasoning behind it. My main yeah. good cop moment for this week is motherfuckers. TNA is back, and I popped so goddamn hard during that that promo video that they ran uh, we're sitting there there's a group of four of us we're watching it and we're all thinking the same thing what the hell are they doing is it new title belts are they doing or the return of like a king of the mountain or something what's going on and when that voice whispered tna wrestling i lost my shit absolutely lost my shit and this is the part that kane is gonna like it's because TNA and what Scott Demore is doing with Impact Wrestling right now is what AEW wishes they could be. A solid professional wrestling organization with the best professional wrestlers, present company excluded, on the planet. <laughs> and they're, they're running compelling storylines, 
awesome in-ring action. They've got great commentators. They've got a, 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 a president CEO who actually gives a shit not only about the business, but about the company and the legacy of the company. The only thing that's missing is that TNA branding. And I genuinely think those three letters take them from kind of the underground scrappy underdogs that they are right now and bring them back into the upper echelon of television professional wrestling. I am so excited. I have done nothing but talk about TNA for the past like three days, and I'm sure everyone's sick of hearing about it, but TNA is back and that is the best cop moment. Okay, uh, I've got uh, like a small counter for what you've just said. Although I agree with everything you have just said, I I kind of have to flip the coin uh, well, slightly we, because that's we, how we, I do things. We do like a bit of it's why it's good cop back cop, but that's why I like yeah. it. Um, yeah, well, I'm definitely the bad cop. I, I dare say. Um, I do need to ask Ryan when are we going to start using the name? Is it effective immediately. No, it's effective as of Hard to Kill, which is January 13th. Okay. That'll be the first TNA-branded show, though they are considering PCO the first TNA signee of the new regime. (laughs) And PCO is still going somehow. (laughs) Dude, did you see Bound for Glory? Phenomenal performance. You got powerbombed onto... I fell asleep. I fell asleep. Oh, Powerbomb onto the cinder blocks with thumbtacks on them, but he missed the thumbtacks except for the back of his head. Fucking it was idiot. brutal. Fucking idiot. Ah, oh, I just I, oh. Jean Jean Pierre Lafitte certainly does live on. <laughs> okay, we want to rebuttal, sir. Yeah, I fucking well, do actually. Yeah, as a matter of fact. All right. So, um, I, I heard everything you said, and I agree with him. You said, and I'm very, very happy that you're excited, ecstatic about it. That's all well and good. Okay, but I just I when I hear the words TNA uttered, all I can think about is a six sided ring, which I do not agree with whatsoever. I just don't. That is not a wrestling ring. That's just not. It's a squared circle. Hence why it's called a ring. Squared. Blues are the name. Okay, that's but that's that that's that one bit. Second of all. When it was called TNA, I remember they tried to go head-to-head with Monday Night Raw, failed miserably. Stupid-ass decisions like bringing in Bischoff and Hogan just soaked up all of their money. Ridiculous decisions. Just ridiculous. Thirdly, well, probably fourthly, I've even fucking forgot what I was going to fucking come out with, but their major stars of, like, people at at the time when it was TNA, that Jeff Jarrett and AJ Styles, the Monster Abyss, etc., 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 all those guys... They're no longer around at all. Nothing to do with the place. If you were to ask me, Kane, what's your favourite version of what we see on TV of NXT? I'd say, well, very simple. That's the black and gold brand. And that black and gold brand died at NXT Portland just before the pandemic. That was the NXT I grew to know and love. L-O-V-E. I loved it. I was watching NXT. I wasn't even bothering with Raw and SmackDown. I was genuinely... Not upset, but more angry when someone was, in quotation marks, called up to the, quotation marks, main roster. Because I'm like, see ya. Okay, cool. NXT just got slightly shit. I hope they build up someone else fucking quick. And they already have. Already someone awesome. Now, if today's NXT reverted back to the NXT of old, before the pandemic, I probably wouldn't buy into it. Because I'm like, this isn't what it was. I don't remember it like this. Because these people are no longer around that I love. I absolutely loved it. Now, 
it's it, you're never ever going to shake off that 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 knowing thought of TNA was known to be almost the graveyard of professional wrestlers from WWE. It was forever a thing, forever a thing. Is that going to be a thing now with AEW once they've had enough? Because it seems to be happening. Some people leaving AEW, going to Impact, all back to WWE. They've had a taste of it. Felt, what the hell is this? And gone elsewhere, where they presume the grass is greener. It's certainly not greener. It's just not. The commentators on Impact Wrestling are guys from WWE. It's, it, that's how much the graveyard thing is still going on. I get it. People need jobs. I understand that. But it, it's got to it has to reach a limit of how much is too much. Is everyone around here going to be ex WWE guys or ex AEW guys? Why is it that these wrestlers are going straight to the very very top, the very very top, the pinnacle of wrestling, and then they go to their impact? And well, t or TNA, however you like to call it, whatever you want to call it, right? Impact TNA, same fucking thing. Is their production going to change? Are they going to be in larger arenas? The answer is going to be no. Where is when they rebrand it officially to TNA? We know when it's going to happen, but where are they based? Do you know that answer, Matthew? I don't know the answer. Ryan may know the answer. Ryan, do you know Canadian. the answer? What? Anthem is a Canadian company. A Canadian. Okay. Do you know what arena they're in? For Hard to Kill? Yeah. Uh, it's the, um, oh, it's in Las Vegas. Okay. Uh, I'm blanking on the name right now. All right, no worries at all. Well, okay, that, that's almost a blessing in disguise, okay? Because Las Vegas does have a very strong wrestling community. A very, very strong one. They're not in the middle of fucking nowhere for no reason. This is a good thing, all right? That's, the, that's possibly the only thing that's going good for them. They've picked the right place for the rebranding to officially take place. That's a good thing. Am I worried about this company? No, I'm not really that worried. I'm sure they'll be okay, but they're still going to carry on. They're still going to carry on the same stigma that this still happens today. That's what I got to say about it. And so I do have a, I do have a rebuttal. Thank so, you. So first and foremost, I 150 percent agree with the first thing you said. I dug the six sided ring because it made them different. How the fuck but, did I know you were going to say that? But. Scott Demore has confirmed they will not be bringing it back. Okay, that's a good thing. They he spoke to the, and and what he did is he spoke to talent and said, "Would you be open to it?" And it was a resounding no. And he said, "We are not doing. I am putting you first, safety first for my talent." That's so I love brilliant. it. That's brilliant. Scott Demore to me is the only like head of in big you know big time television professional wrestling right now who seems to give a shit about his talent because I, I don't I, I know for a fact Tony Khan doesn't I mean look at his locker room it's chaos you know okay. Nick <laughs> Khan doesn't give a shit like Nick Khan just wants you know money 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 mm. cons cons are shitty essentially um so and I, I will rebuttal one thing I agree because I used to think the same thing because I was a big WCW guy and I saw all that era you're talking about where TNA was bringing in all of these old WCW guys, failed WWF guys. And I was just like, no, I don't, cause I don't care necessarily about Kevin Nash. I, I, I loved Kevin Nash back then. I love diesel. Like I like Kevin Nash and the outsiders, but I didn't really give a shit about Kevin Nash burying younger talent in TNA. 
But what I did like was, like you said, the new guys, AJ Styles, uh, Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe, EY, all those guys. And so what I'm seeing is kind of the flip of what we had back then. We've got some core old school TNA talent. We've got Kazarian. We've got Eric Young. You know, we've got uh, Mickey James. Austin Aries. Love him. Yeah, we've got those guys. But then we've got this new generation of talent. We've got Jordan Grace. We've got Josh Alexander. We've got all of these up and comers who have never been to the quote unquote dance. They've never been to WWE. They've never been to AEW. And that's why I think there's a lot of negative connotation. I'm really glad you brought that up. There's a lot of negative connotations from that, especially that middle era of TNA, the the Bischoff. Bischoff did meh, fine. Vince Russo, why? Why did we even think Vince Russo should be here? Hogan, horrible idea. Horrible idea to bring Hogan in. Let's but not, that's Let's not forget, of course, that Vince Russo has even publicly said that he hates wrestling. So why did he work for a wrestling company? Because Vince Russo likes attention. Oh, it's, he's master, he mastered Crash TV and he found the formula to, to, to um, translate into professional wrestling. Yeah, yeah the formula TV, that worked all. from 1998 until 1999. And that's mm. it. it. It never worked. It worked. It was a product of its time. It's because the rest of TV was Crash TV, but mm-hmm. it's not anymore. No, and no. it hasn't been for 20 years. Vince Russo needs to give up on it. Just give up on it and go go talk about the Yankees or whoever he whatever baseball team he talks about on his podcast. Go off into the sunset. Go hang out with Jim Cornette and just leave professional wrestling if you hate it so much. <laughs> He's not going to hang out with Jim Cornette. <laughs> I want to see. You know, they always like you see this shit online with the YouTubers who box each other for no reason other than whatever it's their YouTubers. Fuck them. I want to see Jim Cornette and Vince Russo in a straight up bare knuckle shoot fight. I would just want to see them fight each other. I think I would buy that on pay-per-view 50 yeah. bucks. I'd buy that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I would, I would. That, that, that's an image. I will, I will seem happy to know that image. Thank that's you. A, I can see the graphic already. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, Cornette's gonna Cornette's gonna wrestle in those like really high up tennis shorts he used to wear, but he, uh, he wore them even though he had no ass. So it was just this weird shape on his back, and it's just back into ass into legs. It was like like a fucking rectangle, and he's gonna he's gonna fight in that. It's gonna um, be great. I remember him fighting in I say fighting in at WrestleMania 17. He was in the gimmick battle royal, and someone I think it was Bush like um, Butch smacked him over the head with his own tennis racket, with, not not with the, with, the, with the strings, with the actual side of the tennis racket. I was like, looking at that now, that generally delights me seeing that. A bushwhacker, good lord! I despise Jim Cornette. I was at the Bushwhackers Hall of Fame induction. It was very uh-huh. weird. You couldn't understand a goddamn word they were saying. And they rambled for like 45 minutes. It was wonderful. <laughs> like Ric Flair's induction speech. <laughs> Just kept, oh, kept, God. Tribute to come out and cut him off. <laughs> the one the one time he'd never, he's ever, he'd been booed in a, in, a, in a Hall of Fame environment. That's too much. I get that you've got a lot to say and you've got a lot of people to thank and a lot of things to talk about, but Wrap yeah, you, yeah, you gotta, we got to yeah. keep going. We got to go. We got to go. 
the the same year was uh larry zabisco who i love i absolutely love larry zabisco like not only is he a you know an amazing wrestler but he was the voice of my childhood because he was commentary on wcw yes. and he told the same story about wandering into bruno san martino's yard like six times during his hall of fame induction and i was like holy shit I just want to leave because there are bars that we need to get to and you won't stop talking. Which is partly adorable, but partly what the hell. <laughs> okay. Um, Gatton, have you got a best cop moment of the week to talk about? No, I don't. No, I do not. No. AEW's doors are still open for business. Therefore, I've got nothing good to say. Wow. Okay. Well, on that note, um, normally we go to a speed tip for good comment, but Ryan, would you mind if we if we transition straight to bad cop so right so that um, Kane can get some stuff off his chest? I mean, I love a good bad cop, and I love a uh, <clears throat> fiery discussion on our friends down from Jacksonville. Okay. So okay then, bad cop time. Good. Bad. Um. Strap in or strap on, either way, we do what we do. Take your fancy, Kane. Do you want to uh load both barrels as it were? So, no, oh my lord, well, that a bit that poor taste given what's happening this week. I'm not sure. It's it just seems to be uh, car wreck after car wreck, and there's only so much of this rubbish that keeps on coming onto my live feeds, no matter where I am, whether it be Facebook Live, the live feed on there, or Twitter. Even Instagram posts and seeing it, and it's so incredibly frustrating. Um, I don't know how to even express this into verbiage for everyone to understand. But okay, right. So a major, major issue that I'm that I'm constantly seeing is when they do media scrums or an interview for TV, etc., etc., etc. Something. It's always Tony fucking calm. Let your fucking wrestlers do these interviews. It gives them the opportunity to get themselves over. We don't we don't want to see Tony Khan not interested. It generally not interested. Could you imagine? Could you imagine Vince McMahon going off on a rant on Twitter saying the things that Tony Khan has said this week? Could you imagine that? No. Laughing stock. He's an absolute joke. I'll even go to far as say he's a joke of a fucking human being at this rate. We had a we had a quick discussion earlier, Matthew. Let's make no secrets about it. He's on the white stuff. Tony Khan must be on something. What? Why are you reacting this way so quickly? Why? What would, is it? I would have say we have to legally say allegedly. Oh, <laughs> fuck's sake! We, we have allegedly. been told. We have been told we have to legally say that. But it does seem that something is involved here. Yes. Who said that, Micah? Right. Micah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it's not allegedly. That guy's clearly on coke. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's allegedly on cocaine. I'm definitely saying he's on cocaine. Okay. Come for, come for me, Tony Khan. Just come for me. I don't give a fuck. Okay, I, you, I really cannot care. Follow him at Dan Griffin 21. Yeah, right. Whatever. Uh, it, yeah, honestly, to go back to it, it, it's constant. It's the constant ramblings of a madman. Absolute madman. We get it, okay? You've got your roster. You've got your little play toys. Of, oh, now my fantasy booking can come true. That's exactly what he's doing. And it's it's terrifying. At the same time, it's traumatic. There's no two ways about it. Every time someone from the Outcast Pro Wrestling roster, I won't mention any names because I'm going to be fair about this, anyone that, that convinces me, oh, 
Come on, Kane. Give AEW just one more try. Watch this event. Oh, you'll love this episode of Dynamite. It's right up your street, Kane. Go for it. Give it a try. Okay, no worries. I will. And I'll sit here, right here at my desk, and I'll have one of my fucking goddamn notepad and pens out. And I'll be writing that. I'll be critiquing what I'm seeing. The last time I gave Dynamite a chance, I actually wrote down, this is the end of professional wrestling as I know it. Wrestling is dead. I can't believe what I've just watched. This is bullshit. Absolute bullshit. And that was the episode where I saw, like, I I have not taken to Cody Rhodes, not even by 0.1% since his return to, a, to WWE. I haven't done because of what I saw on that episode of Dynamite. I saw Shaquille O'Neal, that world-famous oh. world basketball player. What is he? Seven foot five, seven foot seven, six? Seven foot five, yeah. You'll take you. Yeah, but around the neighborhood. Okay. He gave Cody Rhodes a fucking powerbomb. That's a tall guy. Okay. I, I've been powerbombed by quite a few guys. I've never been powerbombed by someone that tall. One day I probably will do, but never that tall. He took a powerbomb from Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal went round to his head, just walked round to his head. Cody just kicked him in the side of the head, pops right back to his feet. And that is exactly the moment in time I wrote, professional wrestling is dead. This is bullshit. What the fuck am I watching? If I actually have a look through my coffee table, and there's a pile of fucking notes on here, I'll probably end up finding that piece of paper. I could not actually believe it. I, was like, I remember that, fuck? yeah. What the fuck is this? What? You've just no-sold a power bomb from someone who's seven foot six. He's not the Undertaker. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Shaquille O'Neal is more famous than the Undertaker. With all due yeah. respect, I'm sure he is. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure but, of it. Yeah, but Cody Rhodes is not the Undertaker. Undertaker is Undertaker no selling it. I would understand that perhaps. Someone who is meant to know so like due to their character, I could get that. But no, Cody was not that sort of character. It um, really, really bothered me to the point of I I that's when my official hatred hatred of all elite wrestling started that is when it officially began the hatred for it and i've watched some i've watched their pay-per-views fucking stadium stampede what the fuck was that about stadium stampede but pointless mind-numbingly what the fuck is this I did not go to AEW in London. I had the opportunity to go for free. I was offered a free ticket to go. One of my friends couldn't make it in. Don't worry, Graham. He wasn't ill. He just couldn't make it due to work commitments. Work uh. commitments being the operative word. <laughs> you fucking lazy prick. Anyway, we're on that later. I ain't done with you yet, G-Spot. I'm coming for you. Big time. That is in the um, G-Spot. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad of that. That's what I call one of our trainees. No, I don't really <laughs> I'm, I'm really nice. Um, so I had the opportunity to go to all in, to all in. Was it all in or yeah, it was all, all in. in yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, Wembley. Yeah, and I went absolutely not. I'd rather shit in my hands and clap. I'd rather do that. And I was fully ready. I was fully ready. Packed down my ankles a lot, ready to pursue this. If I was offered a ticket, here's it. Here it is. Here's my fucking e-ticket in my hand on my phone screen. I was like, right, nope. This is what I'd rather do. I was ready to do it. So I didn't go. But everyone who I know that went to that event has spoken to me in person. And they said it was a bit hard to keep up with everyone, like what they were all doing around the arena. Like we could not focus on something in particular. We didn't know when there was a, a high spot. You know, when a match, you know, when a, a wrestling match builds up to a high spot, 
you know, it's, it, there's something coming. We don't know what it is, but there's something coming. It was impossible to tell that. Impossible. You couldn't even see some people. Professional wrestling is an art form. There's a stage. It's called a wrestling ring. That is primarily where most, 99.9% <laughs> of the theatrics that we see happens, where we can all see it in a room, in an arena, in a stadium, wherever, or in a field, outside, whatever the fuck, it doesn't matter. That is where you can see everything. When you've got, what, eight to ten guys pairing off, going around an arena, how the fuck do you plan that? Even to, like, a brief standard, I, I'll pair off with so-and-so, you pair off with so-and-so, cool, we'll go this way, you guys go that way, blah, 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 blah. we'll meet here. How do you plan that in Wembley Pissing Stadium? I, I find it fucking hilarious. I really do that. Uh, I think Will Ospreay is nothing short of outstanding. I really do. That's probably even an understatement. I'm sure everyone else will agree with me across the globe. Uh, but he's got it tattooed on his arm of the attendance. It's wrong. And, uh, and I'm, uh, it's it's incorrect. And it, it's uh, I did some reading up on it. And it's like, you know... Oh, well, I, as, I, as someone who watched Dynamite last night, they are still claiming that it is the largest professional wrestling event in history. And that's still in it was incorrect, even at 84,000. And they're still claiming it at 71,000. So, okay, so they're still claiming it. So they, they must know that this number is incorrect. So if you are aware, you must be aware. Tony Khan's on Twitter. He must be aware that that number is incorrect. Okay? If he's aware of it, which he fucking well should be by now, then he's lying. Yeah. I When I identify someone as a liar, I don't want to know. I'm not interested. Now, I'm with when it comes to another human being, I'll just, I'll gladly and willingly walk next to you in the street right past you. I won't give you a second look. I can't stand bullshitters, liars. I, I can't handle it. I, I you've, got, can't. You've, got, you've got a moral code. Yeah. 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 It goes a little bit deeper than moral code, uh, but like it's, it's just one of these things. It, it's yeah. just, I can't do it. I just can't. I can't even better nod at you that I know your name, you know my name. Let's just nod. We've parted our ways, but I can't do that. I'm not going to shoulder nudge you, whatever, but with Tony Khan, once I identify you as full of shit, I don't want to know you. I don't want to know your product. I don't, I, I want, I'm not interested in the size. I'm just not interested. And uh, it, well, makes let, me, it, it makes me genuinely angry. Anyway, I need to take a break. We'll let you, <laughs> let, we'll let you take a breather for a yeah. second. Ryan, come in. So, first and foremost, I have said this many, many times on this show. Tony Khan has the charisma of an old potato. Uh, he has the bug eyes and that's not even a shot of people who have bug eyes it's just man you're staring at the camera like you've never seen one before and you run a tv show like he, he's so one of the smartest things that vince mcmahon did after the Mc, mr mcmahon run after was that was not do cocaine during interviews that too but was to get the hell off of tv except for when they needed 
um, an authority figure to appear on television. But the thing is, and this is not about personal preference. This isn't about what Vince has done. It's not about what Tony has done. It's nothing to do with that. Their personal lives be damned. Vince McMahon was a character. And I'm saying that as like, he, 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 Anim- he was animated. He he was Mr. McMahon. You know, he was this larger than life, insane millionaire. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, no, I can see this guy being like the villain in the story. Tony Khan wants ever- to be everyone's best friend. And he just comes off as like, uh, I remember when he, uh, let's just say what it is when he murdered ring of honor he came up on television just goes guys i own ring of honor and like why would you say it that like what you it's like you just bought a fucking switch game like what is this what what are you doing man like i i agree with you wholeheartedly that that man needs to be off of television first and foremost. He needs to not be there because every time I see him, I roll my eyes. I was so happy that last night they were like, Tony Khan has a gift for Sting and Tony Khan wasn't there to present it. That was the best thing they did was not having Tony Khan there. I genuinely Um, thought they were giving him a title shot. I, I don't know what I thought. And I, I mean, honestly, like whatever, like, Sting has an amazing, you know, 35 year long career. And Ric Flair was part of that. And I get that. And that all makes that's that's probably the most logical thing that AEW has done was, oh, we're retiring Sting, bring in Flair. Because Sting and Flair, you know, you think of all of the amazing matches that they've had together. And it's like, yeah, they were the final WCW match was Flair and Sting. It's always been Flair and Sting. <laughs> you know, what I found really—I'm uh, so sorry to interrupt you, but I—I I found something generally hilarious. You know, I was scrolling through the Facebook feed and I saw, oh, because I don't watch Dynamite, I don't—I watch nothing. Yeah. And um, I see, oh, Ric Flair was, you know, Sting's surprise, and I, my mind just reacted back to like, you—you you remember like back in the Attitude Era, you, you know, when it was a big time vicious rumor that Vince sent Hall and Nash to WCW to kill it from within. Obviously, he didn't send them. No. But I firmly believe Triple H sent Ric Flair to AEW. Go on, soak up more of that money, mate. I've got nothing for you here. Go get it. I wouldn't it's doubt gonna it. Do nothing. It's going to do nothing. It's so obvious that that fucking retirement match is not going to be Flair and Sting. It's going to be Sting and Darby Allen versus Flair and well, Andrade. I, I can't even pronounce what he's called now. Andrade Cianomas. It's going to be that. I, I, I actually really like what you were saying because I was talking about this the other day that I firmly believe, obviously, Vince didn't send Hall and Nash, but I mm. really firmly believe that he sent Russo to kill WCW. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, yeah. Judy Bagwell on a pole. Like, I mean, <laughs> you, you don't have to do more than that. But like Vince Russo walked in there. I remember watching, you know, I was, you know, it, 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 more informidable years when WCW was going out of business. And I remember specifically seeing, uh, I don't remember if it was Goldberg or, or Bret Hart, but someone took the title belt and literally threw it at Vince Russo live on TV and said, you can shove this belt up your fucking ass. And I'm like, you can't say that on TN. What? What just happened? Because it's a shoot at this point. They're all pissed off. They all want out because Vince Russo is ruining the company. Like, I firmly believe that 
Vince sent him to destroy the company. But back on the AEW side, like, I agree with you 100%. Like, I, I can watch AEW and enjoy the talent. I can enjoy, when I see a good wrestling match, I see a good wrestling match. And I'm like, you know what? I'm so happy that, you know, some of these guys and girls who didn't always, well, not girls, because they can't book women for shit. But, you know, some of these, these, these athletes who never really got a shot to shine are now getting a chance to shine. But they're in mundane storylines if there's a storyline they're having these thrown together matches that make no sense and it's to a company that can't even um matt i don't know if you know this uh no no kane you know this uh probably that uh, matthew here is a commentator for a professional wrestling organization known as cxw yeah he's called a couple of our matches and and I'm sure he was fantastic at it, maybe. But the commentator's job is to sell the match. It's to tell people, not maybe not tell people, but to to move people into the emotion that they're looking to elicit from a match. It's, it's, what I've always gone by is what Mario Walker, granted F1 commentator, but what he always used to say was, don't tell people what to think. Explain what's happening. The way I've always approached to uh, color commentary is to speak as if you were um, uh, help assisting someone with uh, corrective vision. What is going on in front of them? Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. so what happened? And this is like this was one of those those moments that you're talking about. Professional wrestling has died. I'm I'm watching who knows what it was dynamite rampage definitely wasn't rampage rampage terrible um collision pay-per-view whatever but can, it I, was can, a, I, can I pause you for a minute I'm sorry sorry to be rude but of course uh, didn't they create collision just to have a separate roster firmly yeah. for CM Punk yep yeah yep, absolutely and and Tony Khan announced to a live audience that he has fired Phil Brooks because Correct. he was scared of him yes okay and CM Punk was and forever has been since AEW's biggest global star. Yep. Yeah. Okay, this guy needs to fuck off. So, what the, what, the, um, let me paint you a scene. Go. Uh, I, I blank on who it was, but just picture this. There was okay. a baby face and there was a heel, a group of heels. And the group of heels were kicking the absolute shit out of the baby face. Now, go back to, you know what something some might consider the glory days the attitude era the monday night war yeah okay picture jim okay. ross jim ross is saying what the hell is going on here we need we need someone out here we need to stop this what is this person doing like he is selling the fact that this person is getting their ass kicked i know he's going to know what excalibur and tony shivani who i respect them both greatly do you know what they were doing during this beatdown cracking jokes yeah cracking jokes and pimping other product yeah. What what are you doing? You you have one job. I'm sorry, but like Michael Cole, Michael Cole sometimes does not know what wrestling moves. He's been made that way. He was manufactured yeah. that way by Vince McMahon. He yeah, doesn't. He came, call an he came through, yeah, you know? he came through the cookie cutting factory. Yeah, but what he can do is make you feel an emotion during a match, and. That that's his job. That's his job is to make you feel like what's happening is real. We all know it's not 
real. We know it's predetermined. We know it's a television show. But make us feel that way. Because, you know, like, if I'm watching 24, I know it's a show. But if Jack Bauer looks at the camera and winks every time he makes a, a action movie quip, it takes me out of that. Now it's not real anymore. It's just a joke. And that's what I felt like I was getting from AEW commentary. And I was like, oh, what are you doing? Like, you've got a pedigree. You've got Jim Ross. You've got Taz. You've got Tony Schiavone. You've got Excalibur. Excalibur did phenomenal work for T- PWG as a commentator. How Both the four. fuck are you Both that How did you get it wrong? Okay, this is is uh, okay. So I've done. For those of you that don't know, I have a degree in psychology. Okay, and um, what you've just what you've just said, but that one sentence, Matthew, nails it on the head. With those four, how can you get it wrong? It's called a perfect alignment to make a violent storm. Go ahead. Pretty much, it's what it is. You 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 got the best of the best of the best of the best in their respective fields together how can you get it wrong but it's just gone wrong you can't have the best of the best you can book a wrestling match of the best person from cxw versus the best person from outcast pro wrestling it could go wrong stars were intertwined i don't understand why this excalibur person still wears a fucking mask you're not a wrestler anymore take the damn thing off put on a nice suit you're a commentator now no need for a mask I can't it, see your fucking eyes. It pisses me off. If they I'm had sick. Rey Mysterio on commentary, it would make sense. He's a luchador. Okay, yeah, he keeps wearing his mask. Fine. Excalibur was, you know, a guy. And mm. Excalibur was a good wrestler, but he's not anymore. He's a commentator. And the just, I, I don't see the point. I, I agree with you. It's weird. Um, again, I like Excalibur. I think when he's on, when he actually is doing his job, Great commentator. Absolutely fantastic. But man, there's too often when I, I mean, honestly, half the time I turn down the volume on my TV so I can see wrestling, but I don't have to hear any of what they're saying. You say see wrestling. And a lot of the time what I'm seeing is people just doing wrestling maneuvers to each other. That is sometimes really unnecessary moves. You don't need to do that sort of move that you're not building up your moveset. You're, 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 I mean, you're hitting a suplex after a power bomb, for example. I'm seeing things like that. Surely you should hit the suplex first, then hit the power bomb. Yeah, it's called building up. Yeah, it's, it's a spot up. fest. It's it's the Bucks doing 18 Canadian destroyers, 14 oh super kicks. Yeah. That yeah. Yeah. go. Canadian destroyer is now Pete Williams. If he was dead, would be turning in his grave. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's I'm... it's just it's just one of those things where I just want to. Like, I love good professional wrestling. And to counteract, like, the the, the negative uh, of all of this, like, I look at something like Becky Lynch and Valkyria on NXT this past week. I What I saw was a match that started slow and built and built and built and built to a massive climax and a new NXT Women's Champion that nobody saw coming because you're like, oh, well, Becky Lynch is going to keep holding it for a while. And that was like, okay, not only did you just give me a good old-fashioned pro wrestling match but you shocked me you you did a finish that i didn't think you would do that's good wrestling because i felt an emotion and i don't feel an emotion um i mentioned this a couple of weeks ago uh, eddie kingston winning the ring of honor world title and the opening match of dynamite I, I felt nothing i like eddie kingston 
I used to love Ring of Honor, but I felt nothing because it didn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. Ring of Honor doesn't exist. Ring of Honor is just AEW dark with a red outline and new belts. And you got to pay for it. Oh, yeah, which I'm not doing. Fuck that. Mm. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, there's too much. There's there's too much for me to piss over. I will run out of urine. <laughs> I, I really would. It's just it. I I I got sent this clip once about because I've I, you know I'm in some circles and I'm in an AEW hate circle and other stuff and I'm I'm purely in it just for shits and giggles. It makes me laugh what people come out with, and that's it. And I got sent this clip. It was in our little group. And I saw the AEW Women's Champion, where it was a woman with a championship belt. I can only assume it was a Women's Champion. It's a clip from a while ago. She's selling a kick from Vicky Guerrero. Vicky Guerrero was physically assaulting, by one kick, the AEW Women's Champion. That's what I saw. I thought, what the fuck is this? What? Mm. She's never been an in-ring performer, not an in-ring talent, nothing. You had mentioned Nothing. earlier that uh, TNA used to be the graveyard for WWE and at the time WCW performers. I feel like that's what AEW is now. I yeah. feel like that's just where they're going to because they want one more big paycheck and that's where they're going. Because, I mean, who else is going to book someone like Vicky Guerrero? No you know, no, like Vicky was entertaining when Eddie was around because Eddie had the charisma to spare. There's and no doubt about hurts. yeah. There's there's no doubt about it that Vicky Guerrero is a heat magnet. Like Dominic Mysterio, yeah, yeah. heat yeah. magnet. But is she a draw? No, no. I, I'm not gonna go. Oh, I must go to AEW. I have to see Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, that's I not mean, gonna happen. No one's well, saying that. I remember going to Raw in 2009 and maybe 2008, 2009, that's, that's all I was, the time. I was, there, I was there in 2008. Okay. I was in the same arena for this, but it had 02. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, Charo came out and said, my auntie Vicky isn't here tonight. It was the biggest cheer of the night. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, he well. had the heat magnet, but she had like five, she actually had five matches in WWE. One of them was at WrestleMania where she performed a hog splash <laughs> on Beth Phoenix and pinned oh, There you go. Now, I... Booking is the booking, you know. I you know, But it, you don't put a yeah, normal wrestler yeah. in that match. I mean, the Divas era was a shit show anyway in WWE. Yeah. We, we all accept that. And thankfully, women's wrestling... Thanks to Fit Finley is much better. Yeah, I ain't done pissing on AEW yet. Let's carry on this one. I'm a huge. Uh, yeah, go ahead, I, mate. I, go ahead. I am. Uh, yeah, I, uh, God, I'm right. You, you run out of air there. I've got. I hope you got some oxygen because it's more coming your way. Uh, I am absolutely huge on gimmicks, characters, the lot. I really, really am. I'm not into like horror, horror. I am scary characters. I'm into weirdos. They're good. I'm into big time baby faces. They're good. Okay. So, by extension, I'm into production value, right? I love vignettes. For those of you out there on my virus page on Facebook, just type in the virus, you'll find me. Here I am. Check out my videos, my free vignettes, and the build-up to the uh, release from the global pandemic. When we come back to live action, you'll see them all there. Anyway, so, uh, 
I, I had to see it. You know, oh, Adam, Cop- Adam Copeland, Edge. He's come to AEW. Like, right, I've got to check this out. Let's have a look. Let's see what it's like. And I saw the fucking... I didn't understand why this person who is like to be Edge. I'm gonna can we call him Edge at the moment? Not Adam. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah, please yeah, do, please do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's that. Okay, so he's getting into a car and he's driving around, and I didn't understand what was going on. I'm like, okay, someone says getting the shit kicked out of him, but another person has decided to get into a car. He's going to drive down the motorway towards a stadium. By the looks of it, with pyrotechnics going off, etc., etc. Did you guys realise? That when the car was driving down the down the motorway, we then go to a bird's eye view of the car driving. I don't know if you recognise this at all, but I fucking picked up on it because I'm a stickler for details. Yeah, go on. It said rated R on the highway road. Okay? You fucked it. You fucked the guy's fucking big fucking debut pop in a brand new promotion. You fucked it because you chose to put this in. What the hell is going on? If you want that pop, you need to have you need you need to have maximum surprise value. Yeah, I I can't I could not actually believe you just screwed this up. I, I was like, all right, well now I know it's Edge. All right, well I already went into the video knowing it is Edge's fucking big debut thing, etc., etc., etc. But you're I going like, in there from it. that point of view, yeah, absolutely. And then and then I had to I had to do it. I actually did it. I couldn't believe I did it. I had to slap myself in the face hard to do it. I actually typed in on YouTube, AEW Edge debut. I couldn't believe I actually searched up something to do with AEW on my YouTube account. I can't believe I fucking did it to myself. Blasphemy, in my view. And I typed it in, and I was like, okay, I'm not finding what I want. I read the word live in. I wanted someone's live camera footage from their phone, from the arena, when it happened. The pop in the arena happened when the words rated R came on the screen. In mm-hmm. a vertical way, when that car was driving down that down that motorway, and I was like, "You definitely, I was right. You definitely fucked it. You fucking idiots. You morons. Absolute so, morons." D- to tie it back with with something we talked about earlier, I just pulled up the um, TNA announcement video. Yeah, where like I said, we were sitting on the couch going, "What is this? What's going on?" Because it was building towards something. We're like, "What's it building towards?" Do you know when in that the video is? Four minutes and 42 seconds long. Do you oh, know shit. when the voice says TNA wrestling? Four minutes and 20 Four seconds. minutes and one second. So that it builds that entire time and you don't know what it is. And that's why it was exciting because it was like, what is this? What is this? What's going on? Like, well, oh. we're waiting for, we're waiting for something. What is it? What is it? What is it? Yeah, build, build that moment. Build that. Build that. Just like you know, I'm sure you do it in your matches. You don't want to spoil the finish early if you don't have to. You yep. want to make it so they have those people sitting in their seats have no idea what is going to happen in this match. You know, you want to build to that 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 just welling up of emotion where you're just like, oh my god, oh my god, I was there at uh, Beyond Wrestling the night that Orange Cassidy won the uh, IWTV Independent Wrestling Championship. A guy who, you know, quote unquote, shouldn't be because it was, you know, it's in the firm middle of that lazy character. That place, when he got the three count, erupted because who would have thought? Like, you don't look at that character and think champion, but then boom, there he is. And 
it was a feeling. It was an emotion. It was everything that professional wrestling is supposed to be. And AEW does miss that. All their their video pa- they want so badly to have the video pa- packages and vignettes that WWE has, and they can't come anywhere close to it because they've been doing it for thirty years. Yeah, they know I mean, exactly what they're doing. I mean, I remember when WCW after National after National Hall came in, um, things were going really well. The people were, were switching channels. WrestleMania came around, and every single match had a vignette before it, which was Hollywood quality. If you hadn't been watching up to that point, then you knew what was happening before each match. And that is the difference right there. But we're talking mid-90s, the vignettes are better than the AEW ones today. Yeah. Without a doubt. That's not even close. In fact, I'm going to say this, Without meaning to, to without meaning to sound disrespectful to anyone who is listening to this back, I predict that JGB Jackson would do a better job producing a vignette than the AEW team right now. For I context, mean, Jay Jackson is nine. <laughs> he is nine. He's got his own show. He's got his own show as well. He's done about fifty episodes of that show as well. So you know. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a bad job. It's a it's a huge issue, and 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 I agree. Like, you know, people can complain all they want, be like, "Well, oh, WWE sometimes doesn't have enough wrestling on their their program." It's like you know, but they're still providing entertainment, whether it's a backstage segment or an in ring segment it's or a match or up. whatever it is. You know, like the you know, just look at what they've done with LA Knight. They've done that through his voice we already yeah. know we already know he's a decent in-ring talent because he's been around for 20 years we know that we don't need that to to build we need to build the character right now because he was a fucking you know model manager under vince mcmahon um and now we get to see you know the wwe universe for lack of a better term finally gets to see eli drake and that's phenomenal. Like, that's amazing that they finally get to see that. Speaking of phenomenal, you know, everything they did when AJ debuted, they made him look like a star. Because right. WWE audience didn't know who he was. The rest of us knew who he was, but the core audience who doesn't watch anything else did not know who AJ Styles was. Yeah. I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I didn't know that AJ Styles wasn't with TNA at that point. Because of the issues with seeing it at the time back in 2016. Yeah, 2016. Um, so when he popped out at number three, one, the camera fucking missed the, the moment. <laughs> I don't believe that the camera missed the moment. The camera, the pop that happened was when the Titantron said the word phenomenal. Mm. And the words, I am phenomenal, comes onto the Titantron screen before his music actually kicks in. They don't want none. You don't want none. All that other stuff. Yeah. That, but, that's but, that, is that, but that, but that, when I'm here, I was like, I'd heard of AJ Styles. I knew AJ Styles. Mm. I knew that him being in WWE was a big deal. And I hadn't been, and it had been spoiled somehow in 2016. Don't know how it hadn't been spoiled for me. So when he rocked up, I was like, yes, lovely. Now it's you know, okay. <laughs> there, there, there's so few times too in in modern professional wrestling, at least from a television side of things, where you get surprised 
just because the internet, the internet, honestly, I like, I hate to say it, the internet ruined wrestling. It really did. There's so, you know, I hate spoilers and you can't go on the internet without, you know, oh, well, this person is here. This person's there. Oh, this person was cited. Blah, blah. It's like, dude, shut up. Just sit back and enjoy the ride. Like I've been watching wrestling for more than 30 years. And the only main issue I have with modern wrestling is I'm not surprised enough. And just give me a surprise. That's why that's the one good thing about AEW is it's giving some attention to independent stars or stars from Japan or whatever who never got a name for themselves on mainstream wrestling. And now when they show up to WWE, they're a big deal. Look at Jade. Holy shit, they are rolling out the red carpet for her. And that's awesome. They are deliberately on purpose using Jade Cargill as a lightning rod to the AEW roster of, hey, oh, yeah. this is how oh, you yeah. get treated over here. We're going to do things right with you over here, the way mm. things should be done in the world of professional wrestling of what we do. Have you, I don't, I'm not necessarily saying this is true, but I've, it, my personal opinion is, is that since the Endeavor deal has been finalized and everything, and they've made the decision to remove VKM from all creative control completely mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. left it up to Paul Levesque. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it feel like a different product and a better product? It feels it feels better, but it might, it might be my... be my. It feels like a slow transition. It does feel slow, but at the same time, if I look back to, well... 2017 when we were being force fed babyface Roman Reigns sort of thing for example this feels night and day but but, no it is I'll take what I can get you know because I I sat through Randy with John Cena 15-16 times in the late 2000s so (laughs) it feels different Mm. we're not taking on the effect of why it's feeling different yet we felt it more from SummerSlam last year under Triple H's creative leadership. Yeah. When Vince off he goes, sex scandal, a lot of other stuff. Um, it feels like it's coming back to that point, but we're waiting for the changes to officially happen. It's already happened backstage and in writing. This is the way it is. Now we're waiting for that to transition onto our screens. Mm. And I solely believe that that will happen for SummerSlam. Not SummerSlam, sorry, Survivor Series. Yeah, uh, we were talking last week, Ryan, weren't we, about Survivor Series and War Games being... They did War Games last year for Survivor Series, do it again this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Big great for brand warfare sort of thing. It feels like... it feel, Last year, Survivor Series felt like a big deal. This year, it's always like a big deal. One of, one of their big full events. Mm. Which is something I, which is another thing. We, we talk about pissing on AEW. I'm going to... Join the pissing contest, like a better term. Um, yeah. um, AEW, what is their big show? We don't know. We I mean, don't know what it is. They could, they've got one called Grand Slam, but that's not their big show. They've got Double or Nothing. That's not a big show. Now All Out is, they're not all in. Is. I mean, which one is your big show that you have every year? If I was to call it personally, Outcast for Wrestling's big show is Island Warfare. That's your yes. big show of the year. I can identify that. I know that. 
Beyond has got a similar show. I'm pretty sure, right? It's escaping my mind. What's that? Beyond. Uh, American Rana. There you go. Bang. Every of every single of every single indie promotion has their big event of the year. WWE has 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 a big event of the year. TNA have theirs. Bound for Glory, is it? Yep. Exactly. I don't even watch. I don't even watch TNA. Exactly. But I know that. But Everyone. I know that. Exactly. New Japan has Wrestle Kingdom. Everyone yep. has their big big event. They build up to. I don't know which one I should be focusing on as the build to like the WrestleMania build for that event sort of thing. I mean, Kane's on this show. We're in October, guys, and Kane's already promoting for Island Warfare in February. That is what you do. You need to make people aware of your big events. And I mentioned it last yeah. week. They don't do enough local promoting for their local shows. We saw this with, with the with when Sting had to do his retirement speech, he did it to like five people and a, a dog. There was nobody I, fucking there. It's been over twenty years, and I can still tell you, Starcade was WCW's biggest show. November yeah. to Remember was ECW's biggest show. Yeah. These were their biggest shows, and that was twenty five years ago. I I think in AEW's brains, Double or Nothing is their WrestleMania, but they never make it feel that way it doesn't have that grand design bound for glory was in a room with about i think the the total was like somewhere around like three thousand people for bound for glory which is that's that's a that's a good house that's a good door like there's nothing wrong with that nothing to be ashamed of um but they made it feel like a big deal from bell to bell and that's what i didn't feel even with um wembley all in was that all in or was yeah, that all yeah. out? I can't yeah, keep track. Because all, all out, which is one of the big four events, was the week later. With no yeah. big a week later. A week it was after, seven days. Seven days later. Fifty dollars per pay per view. And and here's the great thing, Kane. There was no build for it at, at all. all. But you know, bound for glory. Like I said, bell to bell, it felt like a big deal. And then you get all in, and the only thing that made it feel big was the fact that it was physically large there were a lot of people there because again if they were honest about it seventy-one thousand, good for you congratulations that's a lot of people for a wrestling show yeah but you didn't even that was your thing oh there's so many people here okay what about your wrestling you've got your world champion defending your developmental titles on the show on the pre-show yeah what if they got, as you said, what if they got injured? Mm-hmm. Your main, main event. event, gone. Now, Kane, Kane, just to catch you up. Gone. The opening contest was Aussie Open, great performers, versus MJF and Adam Cole for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. The oh. main, hold on. It gets worse. The main event was Adam Cole versus MJF for the world title. What if one of your guys rolls their ankle in the opening contest? What if one of your guys breaks his fucking neck in the opening contest? What if a million different... Why are you even making your world champion pull double duty for such a stupid match? Like, because I I don't care. I mean, obviously, MJF's, what, 26 or something like that? That dude can probably wrestle three times in a night. He's got the stamina. He's young. Mm. But... Instead of giving us two 
good matches. You could have given us one great match. And why not do that? And anyone out there listening who is now saying, but Ryan, that WrestleMania. Shut up. That's what I say. Yeah. WrestleMania 30, they had Daniel Bryan wrestle twice. Yeah. It made sense in the storyline. Sense, though. <laughs> it made sense for that one. <laughs> you know? That um that the yeah that the Daniel Bryan WrestleMania thirty thing was um basically that whole thing was the fall of the authority, that's yeah. it. Yeah, that, so that was that is the entire storyline. That's the fall of the authority. It was absolutely, but it was but as you mentioned yourself, it was toll well. It was a build. It was building. It was up. it was the ultimate. It's WrestleMania thirty to me is the ultimate underdog story. It's mm. not only are you the underdog making your way into a world title match. But to win that world title, you need to wrestle twice against three former world champions. Evolution! And like, the boss's, such and a the boss's great daughter. story. And the boss's daughter. Yeah. Well. Like, yeah. it was such a great story. And love it or hate it, mix that with the streak ending the same night. Like, yeah. there was so much going on. And to this day, out of that era of WWE, WrestleMania 30 is the WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania 30 was also the official death of the Attitude Era. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was That was one of those times where people could shit on Vince all they want. Vince yeah. was on that night. He knew what he was like, I can make this work, and I can make this work really well. He yeah. was so on that night that he left the, the arena before it finished. Yeah. he Because he knew. He knew. He's yeah. like, we nailed it. We're fine. I got to yeah. go take care of Mark. You know, yeah, uh-huh. great. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Where Absolutely. are we, Matt? I, I have no idea what segment we're on anymore. Well, no, I've got no we're, idea. We're still on the bad cop side of things. That was that was that was your bad cop moment of the week. We're still on the bad cop. I'm not done yet. Oh, you get you get you get you get more time. Don't worry. But okay, right, um, right, we're rolling on ahead then. Yeah, Ryan, do you have anything bad related? Oh yeah, absolutely. Go on. <laughs> um, it fits in with the motif of this episode. So last night on Dynamite, produced by All Elite Wrestling. <laughs> 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 they did a segment with uh Swerve Strickland. Um love him. Just want to say love him. So Swerve for some reason, I'm actually not clear on this, is feuding with uh Adam Page. Love Adam Page. Pretty okay to see that match. I think they're going to they're going to beat the shit out of each other. It's going to be great. But the segment that they ran was a traditional pro wrestling segment with Pillman, Austin, Seth and Edge. We've seen it a thousand times before. It's the heels showing up at the babyface's house okay. when they're in the ring so they can't do anything about it. Okay. I've seen it a million times. Mojo yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Wendy. Anyways. Um <laughs> that that was a Wendy's promotion waiting to have when they didn't jump. Oh in. yeah. They, they they dropped the ball on that one. Um now the issue I had with this, and I took a lot of offense with it. I was watching it live and I I was just appalled. Is this isn't this wasn't done in a lighthearted way. This wasn't like Pillman and Austin, where like you're like, okay, this is clearly entertainment, like blah blah blah. This was done like a man breaking into someone's house. I I shit you not. The prom the primary, the I'm sorry, the majority of the promo that Strickland was cutting was while he was leaning over Adam Page's baby's crib. 
<laughs> clearly yeah. implying that he was threatening the life of the child. And I'm like, nope, nope, bad, bad, bad. Oh, the line you don't cross. Like, and then, like, so, like, you know, last year when Seth showed up at Edge's house and he's like tra la la dancing around his house, eating his food and stuff, it's like, okay, this is clearly lighthearted. It's dark, but it's not too dark. This was shot like a horror movie. Like, Prince Nana and Swerve Strickland were in his house and they were there to cause harm. And I'm like, that is not okay. That's that's a line, and you crossed it. And that's you just don't like what are you doing? Like, um, Swear's been doing that, but the last couple of the last time he did it was he went to Nick Wayne's house and broke in while they were training in the garage in their wrestling ring. So it's like, okay, this still all is within universe, like it makes sense. It's a wrestler attacking a wrestler, blah blah blah. But like you're gonna imply that he's threatening his child, like ugh, that's it's low. It's low. It's lowbrow television. It didn't get the reaction I'm sure they wanted from me because all I looked at it and said, Tony Khan, put down the pen and paper, give it to someone who knows what they're doing and let them craft a wrestling story for you because your booking and your creative is bad. It's very bad. And now you've reached a point where I'm just like, no. I, I I went from oh this might be a cool match to I have zero interest. No, nah, fuck it. Not the pen and paper job. Leave. Let's shut it down. Close doors. I don't want to say anymore. Nothing. Nothing. Rebrand re to um all entertaining wrestling. Um go straight, just straight Vince McMahon in two thousand eight. Just go as PG as you can. Um, bring, bring. You know what? If you want to bring an old talent, let's bring the gobbledygooker in. Like, let's just go, and it would be more entertaining Mantar. sometimes. Mantar. Yeah, we need Mantar. You know what? You know what? You know what was a great match. Great match. Didn't get enough credit, but I think AEW might need that right now. The WLC match between <laughs> Hornswoggle and fucking El Torito. That was a phenomenal match. Oh, it was great. That was the best match of the night. It was an amazing, it was amazing well. match. It was free on YouTube. Like, I love that match. I still remember watching it to this day and going, you know what? They had the little announce table and everything. It was fantastic. Absolutely they fantastic. They had mini JR, mini King, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Micro Cole, JB Elf. <laughs> and I forget, I forget who the third one. <laughs> I'd watch it. I'd watch it. It sounds hilarious. It's a great match. Absolutely yeah. fantastic match. Um, it's better than half the crap we've, we've, we've put up with for the last four years. But you just you just took me out of... Uh, and I'm speaking directly to Tony Khan because I know he's listening. You just took me out of a match that I was really excited to see from a professional wrestling standpoint and made me not care about it. Are you trying to sell me on your next pay-per-view or not? Because right now it's not selling me. Um, and again, uh, to, to, to Kane's point, you're not building anything. Um, clearly it's going to be a three-way match between, um, uh, whoever, uh, what, what the fuck's his name? Christian Cage, Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne against Sting, Darby Allen and Edge. We all know it's going to happen. Don't pretend like it's not going to happen. Why don't you just say Edge is the partner? Cause it's duh, like. 
a blind man. Stevie Wonder could see it. Yeah. Yeah. The friggin' um I had a joke here and it's gone. Fuck. No. I feel like I've stolen your thunder there a bit, right? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, pretty much. It's fine. Yeah, that's my that's my bad. I don't know. Like it didn't it didn't make me like swerve more. It made me like AEW less. <laughs> And that's saying something. Okay, um, I'm going to bequeath my time and let the guest bring up his speed check, which is meant to be 90 seconds, but I'm going to let him talk for as long as he wants. <laughs> oh, God, I could talk longer than that. Speed talk, I thoroughly enjoyed this session. It's been absolutely great. This is actually officially my second ever only podcast. Wow. Second ever. Um, my first one was for an LGBT uh, wrestling community. Based in the, based in the north, I can't remember where now, and it was it was in uh, June. It was uh, a live one, so it went out live video. Lovely, so I was loving it, absolutely fine. Only the uh, the podcast had forgot to press record, <laughs> so we just so we just went out live, and that was it. So the video is non-existent now. Everyone else is still there to view. Mine's not. And um, furthermore, oh, I had loads of messages, loads of comments saying, "Kane, you you've been the only pod, you've been the only guest to ever make this guy laugh." But we have to be myself. Don't try and pretend to be someone else. Pointless. I don't like podcasts where the presenter or the guests are fucking fake. Okay? We've got enough issues in our glorious world of professional wrestling with the word fake being thrown around. I don't need it anymore. I don't need it anymore. I'm fucking sick of it. Right? Just do what you do. Be yourself. Get yourself over as much as you want or as much as you can. Whatever. Just, just do you. Just do you, boo. You'll be absolutely fine. I am so genuinely excited to see the CXW family. It's it, it's going to be unreal. I can't wait. Paris Adam has done nothing short of a phenomenal job with his promotion. I'm so glad. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself a little pop here, right? Do you know that it was me who found Paris Adam? Did you know that? I, I was had part of heard the... rumblings. It was you. It, well, it's fucking true. It ain't a rumbling, bitch. It's Kane Michael. I found him. Yeah, and I'm so I'm so happy I did. Oh, basically, I saw I saw Paris right on a wrestling community Facebook group page. Hey, does anyone have an experience with with starting their own wrestling promotion? Straight away, replied to him. Became friends. Had a chat. We had a four hour video call. I talked him through like the four pillars of creating your own wrestling promotion. It's fucking easy when you think about it. But if you're brand new to it, it's not going to be that easy. There you go. But with my expertise in promoting with live music events, you can bring a lot of that formula over to wrestling and it works. It just works. It just does. So I'm so excited to see Adam again. I can't wait to hear him shout, Adam, have it! And all other stuff he shouts. He's completely bonkers, but in the right way. He's absolutely batshit crazy. Um, absolutely love him. He appeared him. on Lee Haggard's podcast earlier this year. Um, I'm going to be on it next month as well. He's invited me on. It's brilliant. Um, That's good for you too. Yeah. Um, well, he was absolutely. I'm still bon- talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, like, you, go, go, you go ahead. You go I'm, ahead. Saying, I'm saying that Paris was bonkers on that show as well. So it literally is who he is. As you say, mm. he's not being fake at all. That is that is Adam. Yeah. And I absolutely love him and adore him for it. Like, don't try and be someone who you're not. He's just being himself. And he's a remarkable human being. It's, it's not like if you, can, if you can get past the promoter in him and know who the real him is. He's always the real him. And he's black and white when he talks to you in a nice way. He's not a, he's not a, 
there's no such thing as negativity with him. He's an outstanding guy. I can't wait to see him again. And all the rest of the crew at CXW. Even the production team. The sound guy. He's a he's fucking hilarious. The lighting guy they, they even point. I've seen him out now a Desi, few times. Yes. Desi. Absolutely love the guy. We stay in contact on WhatsApp. He's just he's just hilarious. I can't wait to see him. Like, yeah, I, like oh, there's so much small stuff that people take for granted. It's like, you know, for CXW, just, just an example, CXW is just an amazing product he's doing. And of course, a lot of wrestlers they have a rider in the world of like live music. We have riders. You know, I've actually come across a band that have requested a bowl full of red skittles before, and you have to provide them with it. Otherwise, they're like, "Well, yeah, provide us skittles. We're out the door." All right, goddamn. Now I need to go buy a shitload of skittles and give them only the red ones. But my rider for Paris is all I request is two pints of blue top milk. That's why it's in the chiller. Yep, that's for me. I wonder what that was there for. I promise you that's for me. Basically, um, I have something wrong with me. I've got a couple of things. Literally, it's two things that are medically wrong with me, with my insides. Um, so my food tube that connects to my stomach is it's tight. It's tighter than your fist. It really, really is. Um, muscles are going at twirly motion to push food down. My muscles don't do that. Uh, so when I do eat solid food, I regurgitate very very quickly after i've eaten and that's it done the only seem the only way i can seem to push food down very quickly is if i have steaming hot tea or coffee and i just and i force myself to completely just swallow it to push the food down down and it sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't um so i very rarely eat solid food hence why i request full fat blue top milk that's why i do it and my other medical condition is I spent WrestleMania this year in the hospital because I had a chest infection. I ignored it, and it turned into pneumonia. I was convinced that I just slept awkwardly. So there I was, struggling. I was struggling at training, taking a back bump. I felt like my inner organs were shaking. I was taken to the hospital by my boss, head coach, Matt Jackson. Six hours later, I was being my lung was being drained of fluid. That same weekend, when I finally was before I was, sorry, before I was admitted to hospital, here I was, had not had my chest drained yet, not happened yet, okay, I'm at CXW doing a hardcore match with Joey Naylor and Danny Darko. Yeah, you you, you didn't look well that day, mate, I'll be brutally honest. No, no. But well, I called but... that, I called that match and uh, you did. It was, I think I, I said, I said, <laughs> I, I think I said the words, um, here comes the virus, and he brought some toys with him. Yeah, <laughs> he came up with a little shopping trolley for the and like clapping your hands. Yeah, so your mate Graham, who's a little bit under the weather right now, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, G spot. <laughs> I've done a hardcore match with Danny Darko, who's one of the deathmatch outlaws. Yeah, and yeah, Joey Naylor, who I know very well because he grew up with my brother. Oh, um, yeah. Who is an absolute fucking lunatic as well. They are, but, but generally they are both fantastic guys. I, I, so here at Outcast Pro Wrestling, I have my own version of hardcore matches and they are called Anarchy Rules. Okay. Um, so far, I've done 15 of them. I've been in every single one of them. They are the Viruses trademark match. But the Undertaker can have Buried Alive and Casket matches. Here, I've got Anarchy Rules. I have done two of them off the island. And there we go. Absolutely, I absolutely love them. Um, my difference is, is 
not everyone can relate to standing on drawing pins or thumbtacks, whatever you want to call them, but everyone can relate to treading on Lego. Yes. So, so I use Lego. I use things, uh, but I bring in psychology to it. Every time I bring out a weapon, which is a steel chair or a baking tray, I whack it on the floor or on the ring post. You can hear it. This thing is real. But I still, I learned so much from Darko in my match. I'm, I'm so full of gratitude towards him. Absolute professional to no end. He taught me so much just on the basis of psychology with a match that heavily involves weapons. And I can't, I can't thank the guy enough for helping me out with what was wrong with me and my organs so well. And so I spent WrestleMania in the hospital, had a video call with all the guys from Outcast whilst I was in hospital watching WrestleMania. I was really upset, obviously, you know, mainly on my own in a hospital. I didn't like it at all. Being drained twice, having a box attached to me, but it's constantly draining me of fluid, and so my lung doesn't pack up. Oh, yeah. My return match after being in the hospital was with Rudy Root at CXW. So, started at CXW, finished at CXW. So, that that, was your first match back? That was my first match back after being in the hospital, yeah. Wow. For eight eight days. No training, no bumps, nothing. Just, yeah, it was with Rudy doing that. Absolutely love it. I Um, I called called the last match for injury in the first match after injury back. There you go. It's made to be. But again, Paris, another guy who just took care of me. He he looked out for me, and I can't thank him enough for it. Um, I've got an outstanding record at CXW. Hopefully, I'm going to still hold on to it, but you never know. Never say never when I come up against the King of Hell, Damien, in a casket match on November 11th. Can't wait for that one. November 11th, indeed it is, yes. Yep. I was about to say November 10th, but no, it is 11th, because remember it's the day, 11-11. Remembrance Day is the day after. So yes. Rem- well, no, remember, Remembrance Day is always going to be a, 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 the 11th day of the 11th month, but Remembrance Sunday yeah. is the next day. It throws yes. me off a little bit this year. Yeah. yeah. Remembrance Day and and um, Remembrance Sunday, very, very different things. Of course, of course. Very different, but they still sound for the same... I dare, the say, same... I, I dare say I'll be cooking the food beforehand again, but I don't know if you're going to... Well, I ain't eating it. That's not because you don't, well, you don't like my cooking, because you can't. I physically can't, yeah. Different. Hence why uh, I have the milk, yes. Another thing, that's, another thing that's going on with me is um, since I had the uh, pneumonia and chest infection, I've had more MRI scans and x-rays. They have discovered... By they, I mean... Uh, the NHS, they have discovered a layer of fat that is sitting on top of my left lung. Uh, they have told me that it's nothing to worry about now, but they can't rule out that it could turn into something sinister later. So I was given the option of, would you like to give uh, to have constant x-rays every other month to keep an eye on this thing, or would you like to consult with a surgeon? All right, and I said, that's a fucking no-brainer. Surgeon! It shouldn't be there. Get the piss out of me. So I'm going to be going under the knife several times again with my food tube connected to my stomach and again for the top of my lung so i will be out of action for at least a minimal of a month at some point when they give you these dates i hope the dear fuck it doesn't land at cxw date because i'll be like well i'm not having surgery then push the surgery back i mean it i'm not gonna let paris down i'm not gonna let damien down i don't want to let anyone down i don't well, i don't think you need to worry about it buddy because way that way that um the NHS waiting lists are right now, mate. You might waiting for another year anyway. That ain't gonna fucking happen. You know, I, I, I know, don't I know. know. You know what I mean, though. Yeah. Right so I, I, I actually, I want to comment on something. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I really, really love 
the praise that you give to uh to Paris about taking care of you and and being the kind of promoter who who gives a shit about his performers and his crew and everything and i think that's really really great and obviously a lot of the time we you know you you think about the big leagues you know you think about wwe and it's the the soulless corporate monster because that's yeah. what you know that's what they are um the one of the more recent uh chris van vliet interviews was with uh tomaso champa um who i absolutely adore as a performer as a person i i got lucky enough to to meet him a couple of times really just nice guy and he told a story that before they were signed uh before him and gargano were signed with wwe it was in that weird time if you remember when they were doing like the tag the tag team uh the dusty the dusty cup and then they were doing the cruiserweight classic yeah Um, they weren't signed to wwe they were still independent of the company um, and Champa told the story about how he blew out his shoulder. And he said that Triple H pulled him aside and said, look, we don't know if you got hurt here or if you got hurt on the indies. But either way, we're going to take care of you. So we want to sign you right now before your surgery so we can take care of you. Yeah. And I was like, that's fun- like and that's Triple H. You know, yeah. that's the corporate machine. And I was like, see, that's what pro, pro wrestling needs. Because at the end of the day, if you, Kane Michael, or Johnny Gargano, or whomever, can't perform, if there are no wrestlers, there's no wrestling organization. Yep. It's just a bunch of fucking douchebags saying, oh, yeah, no, let's let's talk about some backstage stuff. And, and, And taking care of the wrestlers, you know, people give WWE a lot of shit. You know, they don't offer health insurance. Well, fine. Yeah. But if you if you get hurt there. You are taken care of, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Without a shadow like, of a doubt. You know, and that's what matters. I mean, yeah, it would be great if they got health insurance, sure. But of course, you know, if you break your leg, they're going to take care of you. If you have addictions, how many, you know, how many times did they send Scott Hall and Jeff Hardy to rehab when they didn't work for the company? Yeah, on their dime because they yeah. wanted them to be healthy and happy. You know, still human like, beings at the end of the day. At the end of it all, still human beings. We're all still yep. friends. Yes. This is business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Matthew? Let's not forget, of course, that by the same token, I mean, it's not quite the same. Um, when Regal left WWE, he was still being paid by WWE when he was working for AEW. Only person to ever been paid by both companies at the same time. Yep. Which, as much as we like to shit on Vince, and sometimes from a great height from the things he does, um, sometimes you hear that and think like, how is it the same guy sometimes? How is it the same guy? But, if he, but he did look after his talent, regards to that. Granted, maybe it wasn't him directly taking care of it, Triple H, clearly, um, came up through the system, knows what he's talking about, he's definitely much one of the boys as it were hmm. so you know that's maybe where it's come from and that's why i i always you know and again i am not excusing vince mcmahon as a person vince mcmahon as a person and vince mcmahon as the owner of the wwe has done a multitude of horrible horrible things period vince mcmahon is kind of a piece of shit but i i listen to uh foley's pod a lot with a uh, WWE yeah. Hall of Famer and hardcore legend Mick Foley. Uh check it out on whatever 
Conrad thing they're on. I don't know. Um, Conrad Thomas, he's going. He's going to jail. <laughs> he's going to fucking federal prison. That's where he's going to go. Um, but he always said he's like, no matter what people say about Vince McMahon, he allows people to live out their dreams. And I think that's really that's a really important thing. Vince might be a piece of shit, but you know uh, the the conversation surrounding Jade Cargill. Well, why would Jade leave AEW and go to WWE? Because when she was a little girl, she wanted to go to WWE, and that's still the dream. She wants to wrestle at WrestleMania, and until AEW or Impact TNA or you know whoever creates a stage that big that's always going to be the place that people want to go they're always going to want to be there because you know i dreamed about it when i was a kid that's you know be at wrestlemania like that would be in that's insane in front of 50 60 70 thousand people in a giant arena with pyro and the biggest matches in pro wrestling like who wouldn't want to be there you like, ask you ask any guy on that AEW locker room, what would be what's the dream for you, man? WrestleMania, yeah, they it, say it, it. It. absolutely. Of course, that's what everybody dreams of doing that in his business. My dream is to call the main event of WrestleMania because I can't go. I could never make it in the ring. Doesn't matter how good of a coach Matt Jackson down in down OPW is, he ain't gonna make me into a WrestleMania main eventer. But I could call a good wrestling event. Mate, I don't know. Matt Jackson is a very, very extremely good coach. Yeah, An but extremely good coach. Yeah, but as good as he is, my place is at the table and not in the ring, but that's neither here nor there. You don't know that though, Matthew. With the greatest respect, you don't know that. If you can walk, if you walk into a training seminar somewhere, I, I, I'm, you, I'm, or, still I'm still talking. Or you get invited to go to a whatever performance center. Or uh, to a tryout session, they could look at me and go, "We've already got fifty of you," but they look at you and go, "You're actually the sort of person we're looking for." You've even got you've even got that speech impediment, that mild speech impediment. We need we actually are looking for someone like you. You can represent the everyday man. Why not? Why not? This is what we're looking for. Here we are in the year twenty. 38, whatever. We're looking for someone like you, exactly like you. You don't know that. that The corporate machine is looking for certain people at certain times. As much as as Ryan loves TNA slash Impact and whatever the fuck else you want to call it, okay, I'm categorically telling you when Daniel Bryan got the belt at WWE, it wasn't a coincidence that Eric Young very, very shortly and very, very quickly got it after. It's the guy with the beard. The short underdog guy with the beard. True. It's absolutely true. Mm. It's, you know... I mean, mean, having seen what happened this past week, I guarantee you the next person to hold that heavyweight championship in impact is Jordan Grace. Hmm. It, 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 it actually, actually it, they've done it once with that with um, Tessa Blanchard. Blanchard, uh, but oh, that fucking creature! Yeah, but because yeah. of that, they want to probably wipe the slate clean and and put it on someone that everybody likes and loves and has a squeaky clean image. 
Jordan Grace. So that would make Which, a lot of sense. My 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 side my side note for my other uh, good cop moment was going to be a photo of Jordan Jordan Grace and Jonathan Gresham in the ring together at Bound for Glory that said, "I I wish talent was sexually transmitted." <laughs> And I was like, that's, that's just, you know, I, I, I was lucky enough to be there at the beginnings of Jordan's career. Um, she wrestled regularly for beyond wrestling and women's wrestling revolution here in new England. And like, just to see her on this big stage, she's someone who, man, WWE had the chance to sign her and they, they admitted that they dropped the ball because they just they they forgot they literally forgot to reach out to her and it's like bro she is because she is i don't know it's like we mentioned it at the time didn't we we mentioned some of the best some of the best women in wwe wwf history have been these powerful yet feminine women like you know like like look at you know, someone like China, look at now, like Rhea Ripley, you know, they've got this femininity and they've got this beauty to them, but they're fucking monsters and they will rip you in half. And it's like Jordan fits that mold perfectly. She would, if she had signed with WWE six months ago, she would already be women's champion. I guarantee it. I fucking guarantee it. She is phenomenal in the ring. She is such a sweet person. And she doesn't take bullshit from anyone. And I think that that is something that is truly needed. And I don't mean like, I don't want to do that. So fuck you. I mean, someone who's not going to listen to the haters. They're not going to listen to the sexist assholes, the misogynists out there who are like, you know, uh, divas match. Cause NXT just put on a show with what five women's matches in two hours. And they were all really good. Women's wrestling is alive and well, most places. <laughs> I mean, not not AEW. No, not AEW. Ironically, they've got some amazing kind of women on that roster. But someone who can actually creative stuff would be. Well, here you go. Here you go. I just I'll fix your problem. Uh, Kane, you brought it up earlier. They created Collision to be CM Punk's show, and then they fired CM Punk. Fuck it. Make Collision a women's show. Hey, nothing wrong with that. You want to wow me? Make a, a, a weekly program that is all women's matches. Highlight the talent you have highlight sky blue highlight um jamie hater highlight Britt baker highlight these women who are phenomenal in-ring talents that you think you're doing good for just because you're not doing brawn panties matches no 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 you need to actually give them time and you need to showcase them not a last night the women the only women's match last night on dynamite started at 9.15, and they still had a main event to go after it that featured Okada. So you think the women are getting time? No, no, no. They're getting cut as much as possible so Okada can have time. And all you know, all the respect to Okada, he's one of the greatest on the fucking planet. But why didn't you have your women go on earlier? Why not have two women's matches? Why not do any of this? Oh, wait, no, because we need to uh, imply that Swerve Strickland's going to murder a baby. We 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 need the seven minutes for that. I'm I'm mad about that. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm mad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll be mad. I'm mad for it too. And yeah, I don't even watch that product, but I can happily and confidently predict that women's wrestling 
is only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger at such an alarming rate, purely because of Paul Levesque, now firmly in, in the commander's seat of creative, his wife is strongly embedded within professional wrestling. When not, because she's, Michael. Not, not because she's a former women's champion or any of that crap. It's because he's married to someone who was raised within the business. Mm. She knows how the machine works, both on screen and behind the scenes. When he goes home, they're going to have a conversation, probably about a woman. Whether it be <laughs> NXT, Raw or SmackDown, it doesn't matter. Mm. A woman. Stephanie's probably got her eyes on other women across the planet. While she's sitting at home with the three kids, the three girls, by the way, yeah, stands for reason. It's it, it's just one of those things. Like I, I've been so lucky to again, uh, not to brag or nothing, but to be in an area where the promoter not only runs a you know an intergender show, a men and women show in Beyond Wrestling, but also for many years was what running a women's only show with Women's Wrestling Revolution, and to be able to go to those shows and he wasn't just doing some random chicks from down the street. I mean, I went to a show that had Jordan Grace, Lufisto, Deanna Perazu, Awesome Kong, uh, Maria Manic, Penelope Ford. Like, these, this is one card. And it's just all of these top women talent in one room. And this was a bar. This is the back room of a bar. And they tore the, the, the building down. They did a phenomenal job. Um, Priscilla, uh, Priscilla, uh, Kel, uh, no. Uh, God, what's her name on NXT? Gigi Dolan, uh, when yeah. she was Priscilla Kelly, she wrestled um, Jordan Grace, and it was phenomenal. And this is coming from me, where at WrestleMania 31, the still at that time, pretty much divas came out, and I went, oh, I can pop out of the arena for a cigarette? Okay, I'm going to go do that. And sad it turned out to be aj lee's last match in wwe mm. but happy because at the time the women weren't being booked in wwe more than yeah look she's got some tits and it's yeah. like who cares that's not wrestling that's no. you know that, I, I don't need to go back to major guns um there, there, it was the anniversary of it recently when nash and hall beat the porn stars on wcw <laughs> It, they were literally just chicks in bikinis that National Hall wrestled. That's the stupidest thing. That's Vince Russo. I mean, you can clearly tell it's Vince Russo. Yeah. Absolutely. But I digress. Women's wrestling, support it. If you don't, get the fuck out. Yeah. To WrestleMania 30 when you were there, fast forward four years to WrestleMania 35 when I was there, the women's matches then were a fatal four-way women's tag match for the tag titles. And the women's main women's main event between Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte for for all the gold. Now, whether or not those matches blew people's minds, whether the, whether the match for the finish was messy, unimportant. Because the tag title match was actually brilliant. Loved it because the pop when the Iconics won as well was the biggest pop in the arena <laughs> that night. Generally was. Generally was in the arena that night was the biggest pop um, because the match before that was AJ versus Randy Orton, and the fans couldn't co focus on the match because th there was just lights being shone into the eyes of the crowd. 
for the mm-hmm. entire match. Yeah. I remember that. It was funny. They were trying, we can't see. We can't see. That's what they were chanting the whole time. It was ridiculous. But the main event, it, it was a big deal. Finish being, a, being you know, botched don't doesn't matter. It was the significance of it for me. And it, as you say, Kane, it's going to get bigger and better. It's going to get bigger and better. Intergender wrestling as well is slow making a comeback. Someone you know quite well, Luna Tricks from OPW, of course, um, can't, has got bookings coming out of every single, everywhere she goes at the moment. Pretty much each, so many people want to book the good women. And there's a lot of good women. But the thing is that women get bookings five to one for the men. In the oh, UK. yeah, of course they do. Yeah. yeah. Because there's less of them, unfortunately. Yeah. But as you say, it's only going to skyrocket because going back to CXW, when she comes out, the crowd, the little the kids, they absolutely go fucking mental for Luna. And for Nina Samuels, when, uh, when she faces her one-on-one for the Women's Championship, the same night you, you're back there, of course, Kane. It's going to be one of the best, I mean, it's one of the most packed cards I've seen for an indie show ever. And I think three and a half hours, maybe, maybe a little bit longer than that. Maybe more than three and a half hours, that show. I can see some matches going over. Yeah, they'll go overtime. But, um, yeah, I, want, I want overtime pay, Paris. I want overtime pay. I want two hot dogs. <laughs> you give me your given. I'm fine. I'm cooking it up for you. It's fine. <laughs> Good. Good. Okay, so, um, yeah, we've got no fan club members this week. We are going to be going to them again next week. So, we're going to move on then to... Um, did, does um, Kane have any other business to talk about? Do I have something interesting to talk about? Any, any other business? Or, if not... Rewind well, I've, the heard, I've heard that oh. Kane is really wants to be booked by Tony Khan. That's what I got out of all of this. You can go <laughs> fuck yourself. Severely, go fuck yourself. Okay, I've got something quite insightful to bring up. I don't know if you guys have clicked on this, Cole. Let's just rewind the clock of society again with uh, Triple H being married to a woman and having three daughters. Flip the coin. We never hear any public opinion of what Vince or Shane thinks about any other promotion. But very, very recently, Declan McMahon, which is Shane's oldest son, has come forward and said that AEW is crap. Is this an insider's perspective? of the McMahon male household of what they think. I think it's so interesting. And he's publicly said the first thing you said about another rival promotion and you've come up with the word crap. I don't watch that crap. I, I, it's so interesting. I, it's, it's fascinating to me. It is a fascinating thing when you think, when you put it like that, you know, because you're right. Vince doesn't comment openly about it. Nope. Um, I know that Shane hasn't commented openly about it. I would nope. like to have said like, they're clearly doing their own thing over there. He's been, he's, been, yep. he's been very diplomatic about it. Yeah. Triple H has said competition is good. I'm glad there's competition, but we're still number one. Because why ha- wouldn't you say that? He is being nothing but professional. And that and I appreciate that. But I also want to know this like because he has seen what happened after the whole NXT and AEW on the same night thing. And it was like, we Yeah. Them. We yeah, w- them. yeah, yeah. WWE's developmental brand squashed their main weekly show. Now, did they have some big names out there? Yes, but they were all under contract. Yeah. They They're were also, all- as I brought up last week, 
they didn't bring in random big names just to counter program them. They brought in three big names who are all homegrown talent, John Cena, Cody Rhodes, and the undertaker. Those are homegrown WWE talents. The only exception would be LA Knight, but he is on the brand, so that's fine. He came up for Absolutely it. Fine. fine. Yeah. Um, that's the that's really interesting thing I've got. No, it's an interesting it, thing. Yeah. For sure. No, it is. And and it's it, it's again, I actually this will be the first time I'm using this word in this uh in this episode, which is actually rare. Um Triple H does bring some decorum to all of this. He decorum. He he always Triple H always seems to come off as really professional about everything he does. He he's still here because he cares, because this is the company that he grew up in and literally grew up in. He was what, 25 when he signed with WWE? You know, this is this is his family. This is the company. It's the family business at this point, whether it's still owned by the McMahons or not. It's the it's the company that he helped build. If it weren't for Triple H, Stone Cold, Rock, all those guys, who knows? Maybe WWF goes away and WCW is still around. But they they did an amazing thing um, in a time of professional wrestling where everything was in a lot of flux. And Triple H just comes off as, and yeah, he's taken little shots here and there, but they've always been clearly in jest. Um, Hall of Fame induction with him, yeah. with yeah. DX, when he says, like, I could buy that little pissant company you work for. Like, clearly you're making a joke, but there's a hardcore fan base that took that really personally. And it's like, why? Good. That, Good. That's what Good. I want. Yeah, if, if, if Tony Khan was coming out and doing, like, little jabs, like... Oh, you, you beat us on Tuesday. That's what we get for stepping in your yard, but we'll get to you <coughs> next time. I'd be like, you know what? Friendly competition, I'm all for it. But when he comes off and he called HBK a bald asshole, like, what do you, was this the fucking schoolyard? Like, what? You're the owner of a multi-million dollar company um, that technically your daddy bought for you. At the end of the day, you made most of your money through your family, not for, through your own work. You have a complete temper you claim that they're ruining your birthday you think wwe gives a shit that it's your birthday they, they're running a show this is tuesday this is their night and three he says that uh they they tried to counter program him on the day that a year ago his mother almost died again it, it it's a tv show it I'm airs, relevant. So, so it airs on tuesday nights at 8 p.m every single week it's what the fuck point, did you think it? was going to happen? Just, just decorum. Absolute year, decorum. The fact is a year and a day. So apparently Raw was up against his mother's almost death anniversary. Which is even more stupid. <laughs> it's just, it's just dumb. But, you know, yeah. I agree. If we could, if we could turn this into a friendly competition, that would be one thing. And then we all win. As professional wrestling fans, we all win. But if you're going to be a child about it, uh, bad, just bad. Don't do that. Um, you know, give give us your Tony Khan's one job is to give us professional wrestling. If you can't do that, let someone else do it because we want. I like AEW in the sense of I love professional wrestling and I want to see as much of it as I can. I don't love AEW in the sense that 
every single week I'm going, what the fuck are they doing? Oh, that was a cool match, but what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. And rant. Okay. <laughs> and rant. Yeah. Good. Bad. Awesome. Right. We now move on to the devil's advocate round. This is a round where my where um normally it would be the three of us co- three of us co-hosts would, would be throwing um, ridiculous statements at each other which we do not believe in for twenty seconds and defending as if they are the truth. Graham isn't here, obviously. Um, Ryan has asked to abstain because he doesn't think it would be appropriate, and that is legitimately fine, Ryan. That's what you should do still. Um, is that what we should do still? You're in charge, man. Do you want to go, or do you want to do, or do you want to abstain? I'm I abstaining. Think. Okay, fine, cool. In that case, then, Kane, do you wish to partake in the Devil's Advocate round? Oh, go on then. Okay, okay. Then for twenty seconds, you have to defend this statement as if it is the truth. Okay. Okay. Oh okay. no! Don't do it! Don't do this to him, please. And I will call time when it in the time when the twenty seconds has elapsed. Okay. So, <clears throat> I, Kane Michael, hereby forfeit my match with um, Damien at CXW because he is clearly. Better than me. Go. It's not denying that Damien is a superb wrestler in his own right. He's got a lot more experience than the virus, K. Michael. That's absolutely undeniable. A casket match, however, it evens the odds out. I'm unsure how many casket matches that the that the King of Hell has had, but the virus has had none. But he, that's what he excels in: is matches that are completely Bye. unknown to him. Not bad. I'm so surprised you didn't make him defend AEW. I'm I was really, not, really shocked at I, it. I, do you know what? That was too much of an open goal. <laughs> and I didn't want him to, to say, no, I'm not coming back ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I would have tried. I would have tried. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yeah. So, you did a very good job of defending that statement, to be fair. So, do you have one to wish to fire back to me? Or you don't yeah, have sure, to? Sure, why not? Okay, so what have you got for me? And I have to defend as if it is true. The Montreal Screwjob was a complete work. Well, this is quite obvious. The Montreal Screwjob was clearly a work. Because if you've never seen... I mean, I've seen people do the whole WCW sign thing to camera before. But we've seen all this sort of stuff before. And the more you think about it, the only person who was not in the in the mix about it was Shawn Michaels. Brett knew it was going to happen. Shawn didn't. Huh. You're wrong, but yeah. <laughs> That's why it's defending. That's why it's called the advocate because it's never the truth. The Montreal Screwjob is like my favorite thing in professional wrestling because the story changes every six months, and I absolutely love it because <laughs> yeah. we will never. At this point, you know, Sean and Brett have sat down and talked about it, and they're like, "We can never ever let anyone know what actually happened. They're just gonna ride this until they're dead," and I love it. So, um, for for me personally, I viewed the Montreal Screwjob from nothing, no stories, nothing. All I have viewed it with is a complete and utter logical perspective. Psychology. The biggest logic that there is is this multi-million-dollar company, being the WWF at the time or WWE now, whatever. Fuck. Okay. The amount of money that that what that what that that was spent, handed over, etc. Cetera, et cetera, 
mixture between lawyers with suing and counter suing and all this, that, and the other. Where's, what's the fucking point in this if it was a work? Absolutely. It wasn't a work. No. I'm categorically saying it. Nowhere at all. Nowhere at all. No, no way. way. It does make for a lot of, it does make for a great conversation about when people start pulling with you know, I can see it coming from here, but no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, say right. whenever whenever someone claims that the the screw job was at work, I tell them to watch um Wrestling with Shadows and I'm like that's I don't care how good of an actor Bret Hart is. You know. Like the tail end of that doc when after he left WWF, that's a dude who's pissed the fuck off. Like that is not a happy person. Not that Bret Hart's ever been a happy person. That guy's miserable no matter where he goes, but like shit. You know, you you can only work so hard. You 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 just there's 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 a point where you're like, yeah, all right, uh, this is this is a thing. Um, Sasha and Naomi, like, oh, it's a work. They're gonna come back. No, they're pissed. <laughs> That's why they ain't there anymore. Matthew. Yes, yes, I was making I was making a quick note for editing purposes because Graham's gonna have a go at me if I don't otherwise. Um <laughs> I don't I could do without that BS. Right, okay, so um we need to again thank you, Kane, so much for taking time out of your out of your evening to come and join us. Um would you like to quickly plug um where people can follow you on socials if you do them? And also on again if you want people to be remind them if they haven't wrote them down the last two and a half hours we've been recording this so for <laughs> your next few events sir been a hell of a long episode i've loved every minute of it <clears throat> so thank you very much gentlemen been much appreciated you can find me on social media on facebook i have a facebook page called the virus it's at the virus k michael i'm on instagram that's at kane was right all one word like magneto was right magneto was right kane was right that's that I'm on TikTok as well. Simply find me by sending the virus at the virus K Michael. That's me. I am not on Twitter. Well, X. I I have an account, but I just do not use it at all. I just don't. Um, but I, I use it to just scroll through the live feed and see what's going on. Uh, you can find my YouTube page, just the virus K Michael. I'm there. You can see me once again. Uh, this show would have already gone out, but I would have just done most likely uh, Nightmare on York Avenue family show here on the Isle of Wight for Outclass Pro Wrestling. I'll be de defending the tag team championships with my tag team partner, Scrappy Jack. We are the sickness. We take on Hazard Williams and Corey, age 15. It's going to be amazing. But our biggest event of the year is coming in February 2024. Date to be confirmed. Venue to be confirmed here on the Isle of Wight for Island Warfare 6. Absolutely. Keep your eyes peeled up for, to uh, both Kane's um the viruses Facebook page for that and also to also Outcast Pro Wrestling as well because you'd be well with your time. Uh, I do want to point out to anyone who's listening to this that uh Kane is wearing an awesome APA shirt and it makes me I, happy. I am wearing an old school APA shirt as well, yes. I'm wearing an NWO red and black uh, myself right now, so uh I appreciate the era. I appreciate wrestling t-shirts. Uh, I think that's all people should wear ever. I don't understand. Like, why can't I wear them to uh, to a, a wedding? Like, come on, let me just wear a GCW I wore shirt. This shirt to a I'm wearing right now. I wore this to my wedding before putting my suit on. <laughs> oh my lord! 
It's pizza me in like beforehand from like the, the prep where I'm literally wearing this shirt, drinking champagne. <laughs> but I also want to say, you know, thank you very much for being here. Absolutely fantastic. I have been uh, begging them since I joined the show as a full time co co host. Um, to have a guest because I was always the backup guest. Hey, our guest fell off. Can you come on and do the show? And now I'm like, well, I'm here now. We haven't had a single guest. What's going on? And we finally get one and you have been fantastic. I did my research, which I always do. And we talked nothing about your in-ring career. So we definitely have to have you come back so we can talk in-ring stuff. Um, watched your uh, triple threat with Voodoo and Damien. Uh, that was absolutely fantastic. I really enjoyed that. It was that perfect mixture of a good hard-hitting match with that little bit of comedy mixed in, which I really, really like. I really love, especially the small guy smacking the big guy going, the fuck you got? Come on. Um, absolutely fantastic. And this was a very informative conversation i'd say from beginning to end i've got a feeling you two absolutely strong opinions all around with both mixed with facts absolutely. mixed with facts and decorum throughout which uh absolutely. doesn't happen when graham's here i'm just yeah, just saying, saying just saying tonight today's been, been no arguments been quite lovely been quite lovely which is the g-spot do you know what do you know what on that note perfect way to end uh, um, thank you again to, to the virus came Michael. Check him out at OPW6W and various other shows around the United Kingdom very, very soon. Ryan, any last words? Yeah, um, I'm going to, you know what we never, ever do, and I'm going to do it right now. Don't forget to follow the show at Good Bad Wrestle on Twitter. It's Twitter. None of this X crap. It's Twitter. Shut up, Elon. Nobody cares. Um, follow the show here. Uh, follow Matt at the Matt Attack UK. Follow me at Nishguy, or you can follow me at Podfather Mags uh, because we're pretty much the same person, and he doesn't use his Twitter anymore. So you might as well just follow that too. Um, don't forget that uh, we really thrive on your interaction the fan cop moments are one of my favorite things that we do every week and i just want to say if you're listening to this and you don't join in on the fan cop moments please do it's always super fun to hear what you loved about wrestling what you hated about wrestling this week last week last year whatever it may be it's really fantastic to hear from y'all um we got a lot of great friends since we didn't do fan cop mom moments i want to say you know shout out to our friends like you know high five tom uh, UTT Rob, Dan Griffin, um, Ring of Honor Revelry, uh, Midwest Wrestling Podcast, all of those fantastic people. Go check them out on Twitter. Listen to their podcast. Um, all fantastic work. I have not done this promotion forever. My voice is starting to give out. So I'm going to send it back to you, Matt Lewis. No, um, you send it back to me, the virus came Michael. I'm sending it back to you, the virus came Michael. Yeah, that's right. I I've got a question, right? So I didn't get to do the whole fan cop people, right? No. No, we, right, so I've got to come. I've got to come back and do that one. And you absolutely. My career. I oh, will, absolutely, yeah. And another I'm question: to... Am I am I the first ever heel wrestler that you've ever had on the show? Yes. There's ironic, right? <laughs> I think it's very ironic that we have a heel, and we had. So, does that make us heels? Because we agreed with you the entire time. Mm, I'm tightly a tween, a baby face. You're dead. You're 
I, I, I'm never mind. I'm gonna leave that one alone. But I want to point out that the person who said no fan cop moments this week was Graham. Yeah, we did correct. not have a choice in that. No. Um, Mad Attack has brought in a CXW wrestler to the GCBC studios this week. We'll try and keep it under two hours, but Nish guy likes to see the world burn, and I sure did. We went two and a half. Fuck you, Graham. Oh, there's no there's no continuation fuck you no absolutely and um i just need to check for my notes here ryan just because i need to go to, to my notebook here quickly uh jay white is a bag of dicks uh, i've heard that jay white is a bag of dicks um if anyone's looking for a dick uh find jay white he's a big old bag of them indeed um thanks for listening guys we'll be back next week um on behalf of us all here we're out of here something wicked this way comes Music was Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. HTTP colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0 slash.